0: Good and welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host, and right below me, right where he belongs, second <laughs> fiddle on the second rung of the ladder, is my is my co-host Matt Van Braven. Miko's already laughing. But remember, Miko, how we used to just do that to Robert all the time? Well, I say, no. <laughs> not we. It was really me. So I don't want to. Yeah, that's I don't what I was going to say. Discredit.
1: You should have been on, on last week because you just seen you heard them two picking each other the entire time.
0: <laughs> it was fun. We have a good time doing that. Matt, how are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to stay cool, but aside from that, yeah, Yeah, I'm blessed.
0: We were all just talking before we went live. It is a miserable one today. Miko said it's 96, very high humidity. Um, yeah, I, I almost, uh, had an incident of passing out <laughs> as cutting grass today. It was so bad, but I'm here. I'm refreshed and feeling great and is super excited to have our returning guest. Miko's fifth appearance on insight. She is Number by five. far, she is by far the world record breaker on insight as far as returning wow. guests. Yeah. It's not even close. Uh, Miko, she needs, a, she needs an award. Miko <laughs> is from gather Inc org her uh, ministry let me you know what before we even go let's just throw this up here so everybody can run over there and check it out um mm-hmm. i will also uh if you go to the links after the show you'll see all of her information in the description box and uh, i will also pull up her youtube channel before we exit tonight so miko how are you how are you tonight i
2: am well, I am well and excited to be back
0: we are excited to have you because i got to tell you that last teaching <laughs> I've listened to it, I don't know, three or four times now, because it was just so oh. action packed. And I yeah. mean, you talk about like, I I thought I heard everything on faith. But I got to tell you, when I listened to that, it blew me away. There was just so much information. I highly recommend it to our audience to go and check out our last broadcast, which was oh, roughly two months ago. Um, you can scroll back yeah somewhere around there scroll back and that's the problem with uh, rumble I can't do a playlist that would help tremendously but they don't have playlists there so you have to scroll through the whole you know every video I've ever made Um, but it it will be well worth it I promise you so check those out so Miko how are you how's ministry how's life in general for you
2: Uh, ministry's going good Um, I'm doing well life is good Having some uh, persecution from the enemy, which is going <laughs> to yeah. be uh, a result of what we're going to be talking about tonight about God's promises. But yeah, when you live for God, the enemy's busy. So I just tell people when they say how you doing, I say I'm overcoming because that's the season I'm in. That's
0: right. Yeah. It's not unicorns yeah. and rainbows when you're following the Lord with your whole heart. There are lots of tribulations along the way, lots of roadblocks, but hopefully tonight we will overcome by the Word of God. Uh, as we did with with the word of faith last time Um, and I know Miko's got a ton of scriptures ready for us and as (laughs) always she is well prepared and I I want to make a public thank you to Miko I just told her behind closed doors but I want to say she has been so gracious there's a uh, woman that we're helping I won't name her because I'm not sure if she wants to be named but she um, lives in another state and needs deliverance and some other things she's been in this battle for a long time she is a christian but uh, we believe there's some things that she needs to be delivered from and miko is graciously flying her up and paying for her accommodations um which man i mean like i can get a little teary-eyed thinking about because that is that's what we're supposed to do as christians that's what we do as brothers and sisters in christ and she doesn't know this person but she said, you know what? I want to meet you in person. I need you here and we will get you here. So again, Miko, a public thank you to you. That is so gracious of you.
2: And I want to say it, the ministry's chipping in for this. So um, yeah, as just that, that's what we do. Um, and our website will let people know we're mobile. So we try to go to people. But in this instance, it's just better for her to come to us. So yeah, we're just going to fly her up, get her a room on board and Due to the ministry that we need to do to her in person. So, it's yeah.
0: going to be amazing. Going to be amazing. Can't wait to be there. See that. Uh, and, all right, well, without further ado, let's get started on tonight's teaching. It's, the floor is yours, Tremiko.
2: Okay, so on this evening, we are going to be talking about and examining the promises of God to his saints, his righteous people in times of trouble. So, we know that those that live righteous, that live for Christ, we're going to suffer persecution christ made that known through paul like we should be expecting that it shouldn't be a surprise when it come but we also need to be prepared and ready um to fight in addition to having a right mindset of god is with us for us and that we need to stay within the confines of his word through every that we go through affliction persecution temptation that the enemy is going to send um, our way because the whole thing about and i've started a new lesson bible lesson with gather on our monday nights and it's called war book and so what we're going to be looking at in this series is how to fight and so one um of the things that happens in war and um my friend donovan that teaches with me mentioned that war is about attrition and so attrition is all about trying to wear your enemy out so that you can get the victory over them and so a lot of times we have these false mindsets that when we're in the middle of a war that when we're you know being confronted by the enemy he's coming against us that it should last for a week or two sometimes it lasts for months and many times it can last for years Years, the war that I'm yeah the war that I'm currently in this is uh, going on two years and I don't know when this is going to end but it's about attrition, right? He's trying to wear me down, wear me out. And that is not even about to happen. So, um, what we're going to be looking at tonight, the collection of scriptures of what God promises us is what God told me in the midst of my battle that I'm in right now. And I often meditate on these scriptures and I'm going to get real, real and raw, um, personal testimony and examples on tonight, just so that this comes alive. And so that we all have an understanding. And I'm pretty sure throughout this Gino and Matt will have some stuff to contribute and share in here. So this is going to be a really good lesson. I love talking about this stuff because, um, you know, what I tend to find is when you talk to saints, they don't, number one, know how to fight. Number two, they don't know if God is with them, for them, or what their mindset should be. Um, and we should have a confidence that every day we wake up, when the enemy comes our way, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna pay. He's gonna be sad, he's gonna realize he picked on the wrong person. But if we're walking around mm-hmm. timid and scared and shy, you're gonna be defeated. So that's what we're really gonna be getting into tonight. So Um, Before we start to look at God's promises to us, I want to make sure that we take a look at three particular scriptures that talks about how a righteous person lives. Like, yeah, basically the summary of that. What are the actions and behavior of a righteous person? Um, We know that once people are born again and come to Christ, he says, Paul told us, make sure we don't put on the old man, make sure we keep the new man on. And so what I tend to find, especially in life with certain people, and especially when you start to get into the war with Satan, because let's face it, Satan and the kingdom of darkness, they do, they do not fight fair. They fight dirty. Um, Nothing is off limits to them. They will touch you, your family, your finances, whatever. And the whole point is to get you outside the character of God and to begin to play dirty just like they're playing dirty and once you do that you've crossed over into sin you crossed over into their playbook and you're never going to win playing by the enemy's playbook we have to play by God's playbook um and just to be quite raw and honest with you sometimes it feels like God is not being aggressive enough sometimes it feels like why are you telling me to do this soft weak thing I want to come hard and dirty like the enemy and the Lord would be like No, no, no. That's not my playbook. This is the path that we're going to take. And so as I started to get my testimony tonight, um, bits and pieces of that, that has been my mindset at certain points. Like, come on, Laura, we need to we need to get a little bit more dirty here. Uh, And that is just not how we play. So those things will get us outside of of being righteous and to starting to live in the muck and the mud and the sin and the dirt. Um, And here's the thing. God operates 100% through his word. So if the enemy is able to get us outside the word of God, we really don't have a chance at all to win the war. So let's take a look at three scriptures and I'm going to give them to Gino because he's going to pull those up for us. I'm going to, you know, pace myself and go kind of slow. We're going to be going to the easy read version And we're going to go to Romans chapter 6 and verse 16 first and take a look at that. Because we want to establish how do righteous people act? What are they supposed to do? So Romans 6 and 16 and the easy to read version. And here God reveals, and actually let me go there myself so I can pull it up on my screen. So Romans 6 and 16. And let me go to easy to read. And so God reveals here in this particular verse, surely you know that you become the slaves of whatever you give yourselves to. Anything or anyone you follow will be your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, But obeying God makes you right with him. So let's pause and focus on that last portion of words. Obeying God makes you right with him. To be in in righteousness, to be righteous means that you are in right standing with God. It means that you are right with him. And God clearly reveals here to be right with him, we have to obey God. And God is his word according to John 1 and 1. So to be right with God, we have to make sure, lockstep, we're walking in the Word of God and obeying the Word of God. No matter what the enemy throws at us, we can't get outside the Word to try to do things to win. And we got to know that as we do things God's way and we're righteous and and right standing, that God is going to one thousand percent be there for us to deliver us. But He can't do it if we get outside the Word. So let's look at another scripture that reveals how righteous people move so let's go in the new King James version to first Corinthians 15 and 34 so first Corinthians 15 and 34 and we're going to that in the new king James okay? So in first Corinthians 15 and 34, God reveals us here, awake to righteousness and do not sin for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. So what I want to focus on is the first part, awake to righteousness and do not sin to sin is to operate outside the word of God. So righteous people have to come out of sin. We can't do things that are contrary to the word of God because anything contrary to the word of God is sin. Again, this is really key when we're talking about being in a war with the kingdom of darkness and winning. If we start sinning, we are going to lose the war. And let's look at one more on righteous people and what the expectation is before we start to get into God's promises, because what I really want people to understand is if you come out of being righteous and start operating and saying all these promises we getting ready to look at, you can forget it. Cause God is only doing it. He says we're going to see many times for the righteous, for his saints, the righteous people are the saints. They don't practice sin. They don't, they don't disobey God in the war because we aren't the general in the war. We're the soldier. God's the general. So we get the commands from him and follow them, whether we like them or not. And I'm gonna be real in my testimony. There were some times I'm like, I don't like that, but I had to contain myself, which is where discipline come in and say, All right, the flesh is trying to rise. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what God say do. Okay, we're gonna do that. So let's look at one more scripture and then I'll kind of pause and see if there are any thoughts, comments, or questions before we get into the scriptures on God's promises. So in the new King James version, we're going to stay in this version. We're going to go to first John chapter three and verse seven. First John chapter three and verse seven in the new King James version. And this is really, really important here. God reveals here in verse seven, Um, New King James little children let no one deceive you Um, I think you may not be in New King James Uh, when you hit New King James hit search and then it'll change it and then hit search yeah okay sorry about that No, you're good. And so we're going to go to verse seven. And so God reveals here, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he being God is righteous. So if we're not practicing righteousness, which means we have a habitual action of following the word of God, because in order to be in right standing with God, to be righteous, we have to be in the word of God, following the word of God, not operating in sin, but practicing what is right. So that is the mindset we need to have because in war, in times of affliction, in times of persecution, in times of uh, persecution, that is what the, the goal of the enemy is. One of their strategies is to move us outside of godly character and behavior and get us over into sin because if they can get us over into sin, we now become weak and they can have their way with us. So let me pause and see if that sparks any thoughts, questions, or comments.
0: Matt. Dino? <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I was I can no, always talk. Good. But I was I was just letting you have the floor first, my friend. Uh, no. A hundred percent the care look, I think it's um you can see this just in regular life, in the natural world. If someone is trying to get you to do something, if they're trying to manipulate you, and make you do something that you normally wouldn't do, they're going to deceive you and cause you to be unrighteous so that they can control you. I mean, I think that's, that's blatantly obvious. I mean, I've seen yeah. that over and over. You see that, I hate to say this, but I see it in the church sometimes. Yes. People will, they want someone to, you know, do something different in ministry uh, or use a gift they don't necessarily have. So they'll convince them through unrighteous uh, persuasion. Maybe that's a good way to put it and uh and that person if they're especially if they're weaker in their faith they'll stumble and they will absolutely fall into that kind of sin and unrighteousness so it is a great tool for the enemy to use against us to get us off our kilter um i think um you know i know that you said you're going through a season you've been in a season i'm definitely in a season i don't know anybody not in a season right now that is really chasing and pursuing him with their whole heart like i i don't know a single person everybody i taught to um and i gotta say in my own personal season that i've been going through i've had some really bad moments and the lord had to show (laughs) me recently how bad it was i didn't it, it it literally broke my heart um because i realized oh my gosh i have been doing that and i didn't even know it so in this season even though we're taking our bumps and bruises it's an amazing time to go through, knowing that we're being chastened through this, we're being refined, we're being um, honed in for our callings and our giftings. So in that, as long as we're humble, as long as our heart's in the right place, it's okay. We're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're still, you know, we're in a, we have a repentant heart. We're not, uh, you know, so callous that we're not going to move forward. So I think that's really important. But I can yeah. definitely see how the unrighteousness could sneak in because you want to speed things up or you want to change the way it's going. Yep. I, yeah, exactly.
2: And God is not microwave. You know, <laughs> There's a process to how he moves and we have to get with that process. So I'll give a quick little testimony of what I'm going through and what I've been going through for almost two years now um, and don't know when it's going to end. And I kind of mentioned this a little bit to you a few times, Gino, um, but you know, there's always progressions in this story. I I promise you my situation could be a Netflix special because I literally have the neighbor from hell. So, um, I've been in my house now for eight years and I would say, um, I bought it in 2015 and when I bought the house, the neighbor to my right had a gate from her house going to my house and it was bolted into the house. So apparently she did that when no one was living in the house and the house is vacant because no one's going to let you vote a gate to their property line and block their side lawn because it was a portion of my side line that I could not even access and her gate had a lock on it. So I'm new to the neighborhood, first time homeowner, young, spent all my money to get the house. I figure once I started, because I bought the house and the outside needed work, renovations. So I already knew I was going to be renovating. So my thought process process was when I get to that side of the house, I'll mention it, because I know it's probably going to be a fight once I mention it. So the summer of 2021, um, I got landscaping done in my backyard and the contractors were like, you know, and 2021 was a year where we had all that rainfall like we've never had before. So it was very clear to see What problems was on people's, you know, properties that needed to be fixed. So the great thing was I was having, you know, landscaping done where they ripped the whole yard out, took all the sod out, like everything was being done from scratch. And they were like, you know what? The best thing to do is to run your spouts underground, run a tube and create a French drain so all the water pops out. So they had to do the French drain and the tubing. They had to run all the tube from my backyard up my side lawn, going to the front for the French drain, where a portion of the side lawn she had blocked from her gate. And apparently, which I had no clue, she was claiming that that portion of the lawn, not the whole entire side lawn, just that portion, I think it was about four feet by 17 inches was hers. And so I'm like, oh, no, because I got the title to the house, the deed to the house, like everything. So um, turned out this was going to be a battle because her daughter ended up getting in my face and the daughter lives right across the street. And her husband is a lieutenant for Hamtramck Police Department. I live in a different city, not that city, but I'm putting it out there. So you have a, a woman that's married to a cop. He knows the law. He knows this is wrong, not doing anything to help the situation. So I ended up having to get an attorney to threaten her to take the gate down. That didn't work. So I ended up having to pay for a survey. I got that done November 2021. Um, By that point, she realized I was serious and she beat me filing the lawsuit. Now, she falsely claimed that through all the water damage that happened that summer and she has no gutters on her side of the garage in between us. She's been in that house since the 70s. No gutter. So you know there... Is water damage over there she's blaming me for the water damage trying to sue me <laughs> to get a brand new garage and she got someone to give her an estimate for a new garage for 60 to seventy five thousand dollars. she wants wow, that's my a french nice
1: garage, garage. Yeah. yeah yeah
2: she wants my french drain to be removed and she's trying to take possession and say she owns my side lawn that portion of the side lawn so ended up having to um do a countersuit. So this has been going on since January of 2022, the lawsuit portion, but the, oh, and the day that the contractors were doing that, which sparked me knowing I was going to have to get a lawsuit, her daughter got in my face and yelled and said, you just started a neighbor war. Oh, and my so I was like, <laughs> like yeah. I had never, <laughs> never experienced anything like that. So I'm wow. like, hey, okay. so. Turns out we're now in, what, July 2023. Um, they're doing everything to stall the case when we meet with the judge or meet with a mediator. Um, we're finally to the point I had a survey done. She turned around in March of like 2022 and had a survey done. So we did mediation, the mediator ruled in my favor. She didn't like the decision at the mediator rule. So we had to go back to the judge. The judge don't understand why we can't solve this because this is stupid. So <laughs> she decided for us to get another survey done, which is more, and what I need everyone to understand, all of this is costing me money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: I am in the right, but the enemy is trying to drain me of resources trying to drain me in my emotions. He's trying to drain me in, in everything because when they wants that attacks, joy to go. Exactly. It's not just one area when the attack comes. He's trying to hit a smorgasbord of things in your life at once with Man. one attack. And throughout the whole thing, they have been constantly doing things to provoke me. They'll bring the whole family over at the same time. When I call the police, the police won't side with her. They'll side with them. When I call the city inspector out, He won't side with her, uh, with me. He sides with her. Because at first he was siding with me on the phone. And then when he saw her in person, we're two different races. He instantly sided with her. When the cops come out, they instantly side with her. Even before knowing her son-in-law is a lieutenant for Hamtramck Police Department, they instantly will side with her and say, well, what's the problem with the gate? I mean, it's just really antagonizing. And I will have to say as a Black American black people have to deal with this all the time. Uh And so I've never had to deal with racism like this before, but that's another level. So you add to the, to the point that I'm in the right, I got all my paperwork, which I shouldn't even have to show you paperwork because you can clearly see where the property line divides. It's her house, her driveway, my sideline, my house, my driveway.
0: Look, as someone that deals with houses all the time. Like this is like what I do for a living. I can tell you this is open and shut. This is not there. This shouldn't have lasted more than five days. You get before Everybody a judge, they that. bring out the, all they have to do is bring out the plots. You bring out the, the original plots and and everything's laid out for you right there. And that determines it. It's that simple. So, so he had <laughs> the not hard
2: not the hard. City, the city inspector had the plot. Again, he's being racist. He didn't even call me to tell me I found the plots. I had to call him after two weeks of waiting on him. So he finally gave me the plot because he really didn't want to do it, but it shows as my land. But you can't use the plots in court. You have to get surveys done. So the fact that this case has lasted for two years, everybody, attorneys, judges, everyone saying this makes no sense. It makes sense to me because it's a spiritual attack. And I also believe they practice witchcraft. So you got those elements involved there. So going into this, I have to be wise. I have to be in lockstep with God because not only am I facing the fact that I've shown all the cops and I shouldn't have to do this as an American citizen. I I gave them, just to be a good citizen, my title, my deed, the survey, everything. They see everything Now, in the process of me in December of 2022, I went ahead and took her gate down and put a fence up to block off my sideline about three, four months later, knowing it wasn't her property. She put an extension on my fence further up so she could add a gate knowing where she put the extension is my property. So like about a week ago, I had a contractor come take it down. So, and uh, by putting the fence up, I was able to get, because the Lord worked with me and he gave me a sergeant at my local police station because this is the only person that's working with me. Mind you, a cop came out. He had his body cam on. He recorded both of us because she had stole stuff from me. They refused to write her up for larceny. She stole two things, one off my porch and removed my trespass sign. They refused to write it up for larceny. In the police report that they wrote up, the police officer put a false statement saying that I said something that would help her in her lawsuit. He had the body cam on. And this same police station is where a black person was in jail and ended up dead. Me knowing all of this, I got to go in fearless. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. y'all about to change that re- police report. And I will call my friends, like, I'm going to the police station. If y'all don't hear from me again, something happened. So I got all of this going on. I got natural stuff going on in the midst of a spiritual war because I know all of this is just the enemy Mm -hmm. using them Mm -hmm. to do racist stuff, to do this, to try to hinder. There's multiple fronts that I'm facing. So I finally found the Lord blessed me to find one person out of that whole police station that is working with me. He made him change the police report and take all the false statements out. So I got both copies if I need to show this in court that's how bold he is he had his body cam on and wrote false statements
0: did you did you get the body cam footage you You're can get it you can get it we we i'll tell you how um okay. actually we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk after okay. because yeah. that's good okay. yeah because we deal with this trust me on the other stuff okay. i'm i'm working on and you can okay. get it it, it, t- it might take a while but you can get it okay yeah. and especially um you know good a good lawyer this is done this would be done i don't know um What's going on? I don't know. You're going to have to tell me what city you're in, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, I will. I have to
0: know. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, so all of this is going on. She just recently put up another fence. I just took that down like two weeks ago. And when she put the fence up, the same sergeant wrote her a citation for trespass. So she has to appear in our city court for the trespass. But our case is not with my city. It's with Wayne County in Detroit because our city's too small to take the case. So it's just been a lot, a lot financially, a lot emotionally, a lot paperwork, a lot of documenting. I had to purchase and put cameras all around my house to record everything. Um, Two days after I took the fence down, she was backing into her, um, trying to back into her garage. She made a mistake and backed into the wall of her garage. The whole thing is leaning over. You know who she blaming for the accident? Me. I wasn't even over there. How am I responsible for you not being able to drive? So everything that goes wrong on her side of the property, she blames me and tries to add it to the lawsuit. So that's what I'm dealing with. You're and going so, through
0: worse than I am, Miko. I thought I was going through bad. <laughs> get, you took the cake. Sorry. That's, so, mine's bad. but yeah, wow. Crazy.
2: And my whole approach has been, because this is what the Lord told me. Don't look at them. Don't speak to them. Don't acknowledge them. Because everything that they do is to provoke me because they're trying to get something on camera. And the fact that I won't speak to them, that I won't acknowledge them, that I won't do anything because they even tried to lie and get another neighbor to say they saw me outside cussing her out. Nobody saw that because I don't, I don't even acknowledge her. And that's why the Lord told me to do that. And so I've been doing this for two years. Every, We will be outside cutting the grass at the same time. She'll have her son come up, her grandson come up her daughter come up and they all over there trying to intimidate and I have to ignore every last one of them and focus on what I'm doing. And I've had, I'm not even playing, I've had so many people come up to me and say, you are a saint because I'm telling you I'm saved and I would not have been able to do none of that. They would have got cussed out. They would have got this. Mm -hmm. They would have got that. But at the end of the day, that's not going to solve anything. That's not going to help me because everyone's already against me because of my race. So there's, There's a strategy that I have to play, and I have to go to God and know what that strategy is. And I promise you, there have been times where demonic thoughts have come in to get jacks and to sprinkle them on my lawn because she would drive on my lawn on purpose (laughs) to knock down property stakes. Mm -hmm. it got so bad, I even went so far, I went to Amazon to look up to see how much the jacks would cost. And the Lord was just like, no, he had my mama contact me. And be like, no, that is not the game plan. And so that would be sad because that's seeking revenge. And here's the thing, when all of this is going on, there have been constant lies when we appear in court, all of this, but I have to sit there and listen to them lie on me. I have to sit there, watch them provoke me. And there's a different strategy that the Lord has given. So I wanted to give that testimony as I go into this lesson to show you, I'm not just up here reading scriptures and not going through nothing. Hmm. I'm going through a lot right now, but I am winning. But here's the thing. The victories don't come boom, 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 boom. And you like, yay, we winning. You win in one area. And then there's a setback and you like, whoa, okay, let me get my hair right. Cause I wouldn't prepare for that go back to the Lord. He give you another strategy. You do it. You got to keep doing it. It take a long time and then you get results. All right, Lord, we're cooking. And then you get another setback because their their tactic is to lie, is to try to bribe people, is to try to deceive people. And so the enemy is playing extremely dirty. And that's why I said, I can't get in the mud with them. I can't get in the muck. I got to do it God's way. And God's way, it's not going to be doing sinful stuff. It's going to do. It's going to be doing righteous stuff, but you're going to feel like you being weak, like you being a punk, like people walking over you. But in the end, you're really winning because all of this stuff is stacking up against her. And in the end, it's going to be a shut case. And there, she's going to be a tremendous loser in the end of uh-huh. this may even have to pay me a lot
0: financially. Oh, oh I have a feeling. Vengeance oh. is mine, saith the Lord. Oh. And he's you know, in his time his timing obviously is not our timing, but I can yeah. I have the team of people I'm working with, I say this all the time. It doesn't matter what today looks like. i really don't. Because he already knows the end. And he allows evil to work its course to its maximum potential so that he can use it for the maximum good on our on our end. And so that's why it's so important to stay righteous. Yeah. Th- the thought the thought life i think for me personally is harder than not doing something like i i don't act out upon my thoughts hardly ever i mean like <laughs> it would be bad if i did sometimes <laughs> so because there is a lot of that like oh i'll get him i'm just gonna do this this this, and that you know and then you're like wait a minute i can't do that what am i thinking um yeah. but there are people that aren't restrained by their thoughts they act yeah. upon their every thought and those are sociopaths uh and psychopaths so that's you know that's this teaching is so critical to anybody that has these inner voices that are telling them, oh, just do it, they deserve it, this, they deserve revenge. No, vengeance is his, and he will. you will be paid back, there's no doubt in my mind. They will, they will suffer tremendously. You know, Miko, this is crazy, and this is a perfect, I, this doesn't really tie in with the teaching, but I think it's important to say. I know Miko well enough that if those people came over and said they were sorry, she would forgive them instantly and she would get them saved (laughs) she would pray with them she would do whatever it took to get that's what we do we love our enemies that's hard that's a hard thing especially what she's had to endure at the hands of these people so that's that's the difference
2: and the sad thing is she knows that i am a disciple of christ i even before all this happened i prayed for her foot and her foot got healed and this is the evil she does this wow. is how evil this family is. They don't care. And I told you, I believe that they practice witchcraft. And I know that the son, I think he told me he was a third degree or 33 degree Mason. And so we got, we got a lot of demonic stuff going on here. Um, and so oh, God is giving, yeah. Yeah.
0: God I was so glad. You.
1: Careful, Shemiko. Careful. I was,
0: I was just going to say the masonry <laughs> thing.
1: You're creating here's, bunny trails.
0: Here's the problem. <laughs> Let me tell you another thing. Okay. The, and I can, masonry you need to look into masonry because i can tell you the courts we're we're dealing with this too the courts the cops and and then if their clients are all masons they stick to the brotherhood that's why all of yeah it's a big club uh it's an evil club it's a cult and they do this they have little symbols and next time you're in court watch watch their hand gestures or watch the handshakes very closely
2: it's all in zoom Mm -hmm. though but i am trying to see Mm -hmm. Because he, the family is not even supposed to get on on the Zoom, but they've been making their way on every single time. And I'm sure I know why. But yeah, I'm very aware of the jesters and the things, how they all stick together. But the thing is, you none of that will supersede God. And so that's where the patience comes in and the perseverance comes in to know even while they're doing all these little dirty things, it's not going to work, but I can't just sit there and be like, Oh, it's not going to work. There are specific prayers that I have to pray. There are specific things that I have to rebuke and bind. I have to fast often. Um, and we can get into all these things in another lesson when we talk about warfare and how to fight, but there is so much in this one incident, I already knew things about warfare and stuff, but I've learned even more by being in this situation for the past two years the restraint I've had to exhibit. And that's why having the fruit of the spirit is so important, especially the one of self-control. We have to be disciplined enough to restrain ourselves to not say certain things, to not do certain things, to not get over into fear, doubt, and worry, because the enemy is going to try to make all these things happen. They use intimidation, they use manipulation all the time. And both of those are witchcraft. Again, you're dealing with Masons, you're dealing with a brotherhood here. But I have to know that God is greater and not let any of those things scare Mm -hmm. me. Yeah, I know you and all of this demonic stuff, but Satan has never won over God and they aren't going to win. And that's why they're so shocked that I've been winning this whole time, even though it's been two years and it's been a fight and it's it's a back and forth and a back and forth. They can't understand how I am winning. And that's also why the enemy is trying to get them using them to provoke me because I know he's telling them, you got to get her in the sin. you got to get her to curse herself because y'all can't do it. Witches, warlocks, they cannot touch a born again Christian living in righteousness according to the word of God. Can't touch them no matter what they do. But even in that, there's still prayers we have to pray. There's still fasting that we need to do. And they're still binding and loosening and rebuking to shut the works and tactics and methods and strategies of the enemy down, so that no weapon formed against us can prosper. We can't just throw a prayer up and be like, God I got it. That ain't how that works. So, just my people perish
0: for lack, for lack of knowledge. If you understand, you don't perish, and you can win. Because that the mm-hmm. key is the righteousness that that Miko's talking about. Because yeah. most yeah. believers would fall into unrighteousness to w- try to win the battle in their flesh. that's you're never going to win that way yeah that's guilty that's a great point Yep. guilty yeah yeah Yeah, me too (laughs) i'm
1: guilty Guilty. i'm literally guilty for the same circumstance it's funny that you laid it out like that i taught a message actually on thursday about um finding finding peace and joy in the midst of a struggle Mm -hmm. and that's because i've i've handled struggles poorly in in the past and i've had to let god do a work on me You know, I've had, I've had to let God do a work on me because there's, there's two sides of all of us. You know, there's the side from when you, before you were saved, before you found God, and then the side that after you found God. Uh, And so there's a certain list of rules for both of them. Uh You know, uh, the, the original version of yourself came with the rules of your father, your earthly father the the things that you learn from your family the thing that the things that you learn from your your lineage the the i guess we'd say the nurture or lack thereof developed that character it developed that person and so it comes to god to actually create you new to renew your mind to to cleanse that blood that bloodline i had a neighbor a lot like yourself that he um it started out well for the first like probably two years that I lived here. You know, it seemed weird that he always needed something. Um, you know, like and it was always weird things like, "Hey, can I borrow some gasoline for my lawnmower?" And then like a week later, it'd be like, "Can I borrow your lawnmower?" And it's like, well, I, sure." You know, like whatever. I I don't care. You know, cut your grass because I'd rather yeah. I'd rather your grass be cut than it be long and it's it ain't no big deal, yeah. but. Eventually I started to have issues with him because, you know, he grew, he grew weed in his basement mm. and he was extremely inconsiderate about that. And so the whole neighborhood would stink. I couldn't even open my windows because my whole house would smell like weed. And I would constantly tell him like, dude, can you do something? I know that you can Yeah. Cause I have friends and family members, you know, that actually do that sort of thing. And there's filters and things you can do to try to be considerate for other people. One of the things I can say that I still struggle with in, in the area of patients is people that aren't considerate of others. Yeah. I really, I really, that takes me to a whole nother place. Yeah. And I, and I get there fast. If I see that you're just maliciously disrespecting someone or just you, you're not concerned about the well being or boundaries of a person, that really takes me to a spot. So prayerfully, I'm still getting there. Yeah, But, you know, my neighbor was the same thing. He wanted to build this dog run next to his house. So he cut a hole in the side of his garage and he put in a door and he wanted to build like a half privacy fence. And I was like, I don't think that's going to look good, man. I think it's going to look terrible that being there. And he was like, yeah, I know, but I want to be able to let the dogs out from inside the house so they can just go out through the garage Or whatever, and then come back in if it's raining, whatever. He kind of neglected his dogs, too. That was another reason why I started to get on odds with this guy.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And um so I tell him I don't really want him to build the fence, he builds it anyways. And he builds it to where it's like all the way to my gate, to where my gate will barely open. And I'm like, okay, no, this ain't this ain't gonna work, dude. Like, this ain't gonna work. You gotta do something. And he ignored me. He ignored me, he ignored me, he ignored me. And um, eventually it got to the point to where he started, you know, this and that, yelling obscenities over at me. All of a sudden, we ain't friends anymore, you know, sort of thing. And I'm just like, oh, man. You know, I'd see him in his backyard scooping, like, his dog poop. And i just see it fly right over the fence into my backyard. Like, he was just throwing it into my backyard. And, you know, (laughs) I was like... Oh, man, this is going to get bad if he keeps it up. I'm telling you right now, because yeah. the, the last thing on my mind was calling the police. Like the last thing on my mind was calling okay. the police. The funny thing is he has a police officer that lives on the other side of it. And we have a chief of police that lives across the street.
2: They don't care. So I wouldn't even
1: have to call him. <laughs> like, I, <know. laughs> I, I literally just got to walk down the street like, hey, man, this is what's going on. But this guy just kept it up, and he started, um, he's originally from uh, Delaware. Okay. And so he starts going back and forth to Delaware because that's where his parents are because he had had, he had had children at this point, and they wanted to see the kids. So he's going back and forth looking for a house, and so his dad was staying here trying to fix the house up because he had run it down pretty good. Um, And so I asked his dad, I was like, do you mind if I take that fence down because I really hate it. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. Just go ahead and take it down. So the next day I took it down. I took it down nicely. I stacked it neatly in his backyard. At, you know, like, here you go. So you could reuse it for something or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he he showed up a couple days later, lost his absolute mind. Lost his absolute mind. I mean, I hear boom, 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 boom on my door. And then I hear him screaming at my, my daughter and my wife. And so I come through the house, you know, and uh, I go outside and right away, he starts backing away, backing away, backing away. I mean, I'm not a big dude, but I'm not a small dude either. Mm -hmm. And so he backed all the way out to the street and man, he was screaming all these obscenities at me and my wife and everything else. And I'd heard that this guy had already assaulted one of the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Like he punched a guy over the privacy fence that he was having a disagreement with, just punched him. And then ran off and drove off. And so I was already bracing for impact. Like I was like, all right, if he punches me, then you know it's it's on then, you know, because I'm saved, I'm not soft. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna <laughs> let, I'm not gonna let that stand either, you know? Yeah. And uh so that whole situation happened. He called the police and he wanted me arrested. And I'm insisting, your father gave me the go-ahead. You know, I got the approval. His dad was standing there, said he never told me that. And so I was like, really? You're you're gonna stand here and lie just like that. You know that you said this. He's like, I never said that. He was setting you up. He full on did too. He did too. I and I guess I guess I trusted him. He seemed like a nice enough older fella. You know, maybe he was a little more practical and rational of his son. Plus they were gonna be selling the house and it was really unsightly being attached to it. Yeah. So it it was mutually beneficial. But um I go to work and and uh I come home, he had rebuilt the fence and painted a big message on it that faced directly to my house. And so I was like, Oh, that's nice, that's nice, you know. And uh he keeps calling the police, they call, they keep showing up, he keeps trying to get me arrested. Yeah. And they keep trying to tell him this is a civil situation. Yeah, like they won't. Had it gotten to like a physical altercation, then there would be some charges going around. Yep. But with the fact that this is like a property line situation, this is yep. a civil thing. Yep. You handle this in the courts. Yep. Well, I knew that this dude wasn't going to take it that far. I knew he wasn't going to try to take me to court. He was just trying to get me in trouble. He was trying to see that I was like punished in some way. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, I mean, in th- this situation dragged on for like six months before they before they finally sold the house. Okay. And, uh, now I have like this Albanian family over there that never, you know, never bothers anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like they keep to themselves and, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. they're, they're nice quiet people, but I can tell you that, you know, there, there was times where I was about to lose it. I was about yeah. to lose it with him. Yeah. I mean, I really was. And that day when we were out like chest to chest, it was like, make a move, make a move. But I'm happy that he didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I wasn't going to start it, but I surely would have finished it. Yeah. But, um, I still went around to my neighbors and I apologized for what had happened because, you know, their kids are outside and he's screaming all these obscenities and I'm, I'm, I'm screaming at him too. I'm not being vulgar, but I'm screaming back, trying to get him like, to just listen. Why won't you just listen to me? Yeah. And he's just MF and this and your wife is this and this and this man i was so grateful that he was gone but it, it took about a year process before he actually oh, left right. thankfully he was on his way out yeah uh when all this happened but it's funny that you mentioned that whole sort of situation because yeah. it uh, it got ugly real fast i mean
2: yeah, and it can yeah
1: he was yeah. uh he was a triple a baseball player oh wow! and so he would uh like he, miraculously windows would get blown out in the neighborhood And it's just like, I mean, the the guy was a crazy man. He really was. He was a crazy person. Yeah. You know, and so thankfully he got out on the other side. But like I said, you know, I mean, everything that you just brought up kind of brings up what I talked about on Thursday is about the being in the process of struggle, you know, trying to find your joy and your grace in, in those hard times in the midst of these things. Like, what is your response? How do you react? Yeah. You know, you might not be able to control your circumstances, Um, but you can control your response. That's where we become disciplined. Absolutely. Uh, and the thing, it's amazing. Like after that, I practiced more and more to get better at it. And I've been on job sites where dudes were cussing me out and I just didn't react. Yep. And it got more of a response than had I just cussed them back because that's what they were looking for. There you go. Yeah. So
2: People, people hate to be ignored. And the fact that I won't look at them, speak to them, acknowledge their presence, that makes them more mad than if I would acknowledge them, say something or cuss them out or do something, which I would never do that, but that's what they want. And when you don't give them what they want and they're doing everything possible to make you do it and you still won't do it. Yeah. They don't know what to do with that.
1: That's true. It kind of, it kind of breaks, it kind of breaks them mentally
2: yeah exactly because
1: the thing because they operate from a worldly understanding and that's exactly. that's the understanding of the world we're very petty you yeah. know we're very quick to react we're very judgmental you know we're very easily offended yeah you know um and that's what that's what's being promoted in our society in yeah. our social medias and all these things the, these are the things that are being promoted people are being yeah. inundated with this yeah absolutely get mad kill each other
2: yeah Absolutely. Like,
1: you know, that's kind of, it's almost what they want. you and, know.
2: <laughs> and when someone knows that you're, you know, a Christian, they knew I was a minister. Um, and when she knew me at the time I was a children's pastor, but then I moved from where I was at and now I have gathered ministries. So people are always going to try to do things to see, are you, yeah, you say you a Christian. Let's see if you act Christian. Like, and I think they're really shocked because they're like, by God she's like genuinely <laughs> living right we can't get this girl to do nothing wrong well I truly love God and I am truly a disciple of Christ and I can't behave that way um and it comes this is down her, to
1: your accountability
2: yeah it does
1: you know my accountability is my accountable to you or am I accountable to
2: exactly the
1: God. man upstairs
2: exactly yeah 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 and, yeah and this all reminds me of, um, and we'll start to get into the scriptures for the lesson tonight. But Proverbs sixteen and thirty-two, um, I'll just read this real quick. It says, "Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit is better than who, who he who takes a city." So you would look at someone who takes a city like, "Man, they're a hero! Yeah, they're strong, they're powerful, they're mighty." But God says you're mightier than that person if you can control and rule your own spirit, if you can operate in self-control. And that's what needs to really be um, developed and cultivated in Christians and saints is the self-control, because that is what Satan is hoping you do lose all control and come out of righteousness when you're hit with tribulations, when you're hit with persecution, affliction and temptation. anybody hear me nothing but something. oh that was and weird. like you say yeah the, oh We froze like, up yeah. for a second so yeah the enemy, can you hear me what did you, what did I, you not hear? i can
0: it was my internet it said a uh, oh. unstable signal or something that was weird go ahead okay yeah we're good
2: <laughs> but yeah but he wants you to not like you said matt, ha, matt matt have the peace and the joy and all of that and that's where the word of god is true and comes into play he says that in the presence, presence of the lord there's fullness of joy so what i gotta do in the midst of the storm is stay in the presence of God. I have not once, I have not once been depressed and mm-hmm. all that I have experienced thus far. And that's just some of it. I haven't even shared everything because time. We'll have enough time for me to get into the nitty gritty <laughs> of everything that I've been mm-hmm. experiencing. But what I shared so far, I think is enough. And most people will be depressed down and out. People like, why don't you move? The Lord blessed me with this. You think I'm going to let somebody run me from my blessing? Absolutely not. I'm taking authority in the spirit realm, and this is going to shift. If anyone moving, it's going to be her and her family off this block. So I have not once been depressed. I have had joy. I have had peace, even though I got the devil next door trying to raise up hell. Nobody's going to take that from me because I am blessed of the Lord. And so we got to know how to still have joy how to still experience peace, how to still operate in self-control, how to stay in righteousness, even in the midst of a storm. And when you can do all those things, right. the enemy can not touch. You. I don't care what you do. I don't care what demonic organization or secret society you are part of. It's not going to work. And that's what God wants all of you to know who is tuning in tonight. Don't look at those things because that's what Satan wants you to focus on. Oh my God, they know this judging. Oh my God, they know this copping. Oh my God. He said, I made them. I'm greater than all of them. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. And you need to know who you belong to. And so that's Mm -hmm. what God wants everyone tonight. You need to come up out of that weak spirit and have confidence and walk in that boldness to know who your father is, who you belong to, and what the end of the story is. Because the end of the story is victory. So let's get into these scriptures. So we could have that mindset. So the first scripture that we're going to be looking at of God's promises in times of trouble. And again, this only works for the righteous. We're going to be in the new King James version. And we're going to go to Psalm 34. And we're going to read verses 15 through 19. So again, we're going to Psalm 34. Verses 15 through 19. ...in the New King James Version. So here in verse 15, God reveals... ...and the psalmist is saying this to us to reveal things to us about God. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous... ...and his ears are open to their cry. So if you're righteous and you are faced with persecution, tribulation... ...and affliction from the enemy... Talk to your father. He's there. His ears are there open, listening, ready to deliver you. But you got to go to him and talk to him. 16 says the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the. God, like, girl, you better meditate on this. You're righteous when you pray to me, when you talk to me, when you ask for deliverance, my ears are open to you. You know, the people that are afflicting you, that they're wicked, that they're evil. So you automatically know, according to my work, my face is against them. My face is toward you. However, if you get off in the sin, my face is going to have to be against all of y'all. So we got to listen to what God is saying. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. That's where our confidence need to come in. Even the fact that he hears us, that's where we have to know with all confidence, I am going to win. Because if God is not for you, you can't win. 17 says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. God doesn't say he delivers the righteous out of some of their troubles. He says all of them troubles. So when it comes to the cops writing false police reports on me, when it comes to them not helping me, when it comes to the city inspector not helping me, when it comes to all of this different stuff at play with people trying to work against me, lie against me, God says, I'm going to deliver you from all of that. So don't even focus on that because what happens is when we get in trouble and instead of focusing on god and his work we focus on the problem that's where the depression sets in that's where the carnality sets in that's where the revenge sets in that's where the unforgiveness sets in and all of those things are sin. and all of that stuff is going to lead you to lose so we keep reading verse 17 verse 17 says the righteous cry out and the lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Contrite spirit means that you have remorse guilt for the sin that you operated in. When a person has that mindset that they, they have remorse for what they've been doing and they want to repent. He says all day long, I can come near to you and I can help you. Verse 19. I love this. 19 says many are the afflictions of the righteous. So think it not strange that you got many afflictions. It's supposed to be that way because Satan hates you. So many are the afflictions of the righteous. Here we go. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. Not out of some of them. He says a second time, I am going to deliver you out of all, out of everything. I don't care. What it is you're facing. I don't care how insurmountable it seems for you to win. You're not gonna win through carnal earthly means. You're gonna win by being in lockstep with your father who hears you when you pray to him and tell him about all the troubles coming your way, telling them about all the people the enemy is sending against you to try to bring you down, to try to destroy you. It God said it's not gonna work, even though they try, even though the weapon is formed, because he said. No weapon formed against you will not prosper. He never said that the weapon would not be formed. Oh, they're going to form many weapons against you and aim a match at you, but it's not going to work. So this is one scripture. We're going to look at a few tonight where you got to get that confidence. And I had to meditate. All these scriptures that we're going through and I probably won't get through every last one of them. This is what I had in rotation in my mind. This is what I was rehearsing day in and day out. That's why God says in Joshua 1 and 8, Meditate in my word day and night. So one, that you don't forget my word. So you can make sure you operate in it and that you're not moving over into sin. But then he says, if you meditate in my word day and night, that you will prosper and have good success. In Psalm chapter one, verses two through three, he says, if you meditate in the word day and night, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in the sea. But that only happens as we meditate in the word day and night. These scriptures were day and night for me, day and night, which means was on these scriptures. Whenever I looked at what they were doing to me, yeah, I looked at it. I glanced. I didn't focus on it. Okay. This is what they doing. Let me go into prayer. Let me meditate on these scriptures to get my mind right. So I can be confident to know whatever they do, not going to work. I know they plotting against me in secret. Don't even matter. Let me not focus on that. Because my God said, he hear me when I cry out to them, when I cry out to him, he's going to deliver me out of all the troubles, all of the afflictions. What better promise can you get? What better assurance can you get? The problem is, do you believe it? Because if you don't believe it, that's where the wishy-washiness comes in at. So let me pause before we get to the next scripture and see if there's thoughts or comments or questions.
0: Yeah, that'll definitely cause the double mindedness that James talks about that we need to avoid. You know, I me personally, like the season I'm in, that has been an issue at, at times where I'm having I'm having this double mindedness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, why do I keep thinking like this negative thought that's anti God, it's anti scripture, you know, anti-word. And I have to keep like just like you said, I have a rotation. I just have to keep going through the word, through the word, re, you know, reprogramming my mind to think differently than it wants to. Because our natural path for the brain is to think negative. That's what this world is. It's a yep. fallen world, so your brain is in a fallen state. That's why Paul said, "Renew your mind daily." That's why it says, "Be transformed in your mind," because nice. you and and to make sure you're of the faith, examine yourself daily. You know, crucify yeah. the flesh. All these things. Help accomplish defeating that double-mindedness,
2: exactly. and that
0: is the enemy. I gotta tell you, Miko, Lord, the Lord has really rebuked me, like in my mind, like through prophetic <laughs> oh. words, my own dreams. Like, yeah, He has. I, and I keep saying, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be like that. I'm trying. I'm really like focusing on like the Word and and His promises to me and the, what He's done in my own life. You know, just experiences and things. But man, it is a relentless thought of um, trying to plant doubt. Yeah. Like I can yeah. believe for a lot of things, but sometimes it's really hard to believe for yourself, at least yeah. in my case. Yeah. Um, no, for others, I, 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 do. I don't have that problem. Yeah, it's really yeah. Uh, hard sometimes because you know yourself and you know like, ah, boy, I don't think that could ever happen for me. And you kind of get in this little pity party, right? And you're just kind of like, <laughs> like that little kid in the corner and you're just kind of moping around. It's so Tell easy my to get there. Yeah, it's just easy to get there, but you have to fight that. You have to. Otherwise you won't have victory. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm going through it. I'm going through it right now. You know, Gino. Like mm-hmm. I've been a 20-year tradesman and now I'm trying to start a ministry. I'm trying to build a business. I'm trying to do pastoral college. I'm trying to do all these things at the same time. You want to talk about vain imaginations and false witnesses? Man, they've been they've been chatting at me constantly. I was meeting with, I was meeting with the co-packer today and I'm sitting there just looking at the numbers of what it's actually going to take. And I know that it, this is something that God has put on my heart. And I know that this is something that God has, has, has made for a, an avenue for me. Uh, just because so far, just because of the way things have happened, it had to be God. And, and it's just because upon my own devices, I wouldn't have gotten this far. And so it, I still find myself living in that place where, where like, man, this is intimidating. I'm thinking about all the things I got to do. And I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that it's going to cost and, you know, time and effort and yes, money. But, you know, if it, if it's, if it's God ordained, then the provision's already there. I just got to reach out and take it. But it's hard to remember that because if you live on a flush side of things, and especially if you come from someone that was raised with a lack mentality, um, it's kind of hard to see that because i never grew up with any influence of entrepreneurs i never grew up of any influence of positivity i grew up with a poverty lack and a poverty mindset you know because that that was uh that was where i came from and so i'm you know i'm battling against history right now you know and so it's <laughs> it's tough it's yeah. tough you know i i mentioned to my my uncle me yeah, a couple of years ago when I was going to be ordained as a minister and I told him that you know he'd he'd known that I'd already been going down the road and I'd been changing my life and old habits had been falling away and you know I'd been changing my speech and all these different things and I mentioned the fact that I was going to be ordained in a couple of weeks and his response was why and I'm like why like why that's your response it's not it's not like I started dealing heroin <laughs> you know it's like it's like you want to know why I want to continue to grow closer to God or why I want to be better and at first it kind of like it was a weird thing where it almost shut the conversation down like we were out we were out having uh we were out playing golf and I just was like I don't even really feel like playing anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and it, and then I got into my I got into my feelings about it and it, it, I had to, I had to sit back and reflect about it, and and get to a place of understanding that, of course, he wouldn't understand. Yeah. But you know, we have our, we have our knee-jerk reactions. You know, one of the sessions that I learned, I've been learning about in in college is, um, the ladder of inference. And that's the way that pretty much every human being in their flesh processes things. You get to these ladders, and you step up these different rungs. And the farther you get up, the more dangerous it gets, because you start to let vain imaginations in and you start to have these preconceived notions and you start to create false narratives. And that's where the devil really wants you to spin out. He wants you to get up there where where you, your ability to reason and come back down from it. You know, you're the furthest point from your stable foundation, from your stable ground. Mm uh-huh. hmm. And it's a, it's a lot, you know, I mean, it's a lot. We all go through it. I can, I can say that, honestly, I don't know anybody, whether in ministry, anybody that I know that's walking with the Lord right now is under warfare to some degree, Yeah. to to some degree, but you know, we're all, we're all praying for each other's joy. You know, we're all speaking over each other's hearts and minds to keep them stayed in the, in the word and to keep them stayed on the principles of God, because the world's not going to offer that to you.
2: Yeah, not at all. But yeah, going back to that discipline, that's that that's really where that comes in, because it has been years of me training myself to look like we really need to get to this point where it's our first instinct to move like God and not to move in the kernel, to not think negative things, but to think. Oh, well, in God, he said all these things. So this can happen. He says, if you shall say something and not doubt in your heart, but believe what you say, it shall happen and you shall have it. I spoke that the first gate was coming down. Eventually, it took some time. It took about six months. It came down. She put that other one up. I spoke it was coming down. It took a few months. It came down. I spoke I was going to have this victory. It took some time. It happened. So, what he's teaching me is you have nothing to be sad about, you have nothing to be worried about. You have nothing to be in doubt about. You have nothing to be in fear about, but you do if you don't trust me. And so that's where every Christian has to get to. Let me examine me and see where am I weak in trusting God? Because if you're not weak in trusting God in certain areas, when you see his word say something, you will pick that up and run with it. And of course the enemy is going to come against you and put contrary situations in your face So you'll doubt the word that you were starting to believe and have faith in, but that's where the scripture says we walk by faith and not by sight. If I'm constantly looking at the situations, the circumstances, the problems, the storms that's coming my way, like Peter, when you get out the boat, you're going to start to sink. You can't focus on that. You have to focus on the word of God. And so these promises that we're going to take a look at, if we don't retrain ourselves to first look at what God says. And anything that comes against us that's contrary to that, we bind that, we rebuke that, we glance at it because we're not going to ignore what the enemy's trying to send our way, but we're not going to focus on that. I'm telling you, it's discipline. And we teach that a lot in Gather Ministries. If you are not disciplined, what soldier is not disciplined? If you are an undisciplined soldier, you're not winning no wars. You're going straight into battle and getting shot. So it's, it's a strict discipline mentality. And we all got to push ourselves to get there. But this also doesn't happen without fasting. I have never fasted so much in my life. Um, And we can always do like um, uh, a podcast on that. But fasting is critical. A lot of times we're using one or two of the tools God gave us. When sometimes you need to be using three, four, and five. So at the same time. So fasting is so powerful. Because not only does fasting cause you to focus on the spiritual and focus on what God say, it eliminates doubts. It causes you to hear the battle plan from the Lord more clearly so you know what steps you need to take. It loosens and destroys the bonds of the enemy. There are so many things fasting do, but if I am being attacked mentally, if you know you're being attacked mentally with doubt and um, fear and all these different things, you need to be incorporating fasting as you're meditating in that word day and night. And I'm telling you, it does wonders. It it does. You're right. You're right. It's a struggle.
0: You just confirmed that I need to go on a fast. I was talking to the (laughs) Lord about this yesterday. (laughs) It's like I knew he was calling me to a fast. And I you know, I have done it's just because when you are under attack, nothing nothing stops the attack faster than a fast because you start killing the flesh and that double mindedness goes away, the doubt and the fear and all that stuff. And you do hear the Lord clear. And and I do wanna make this clear. Fasting doesn't make us more righteous in God's sight it doesn't um you know draw you know like like make him love us more it's about killing the flesh it's about crucifying the flesh daily um Bill here, a good friend uh brought up what indicates Bill's a, a Bible teacher uh, he's got a uh, if if you guys haven't seen the show go watch him here on Foxhole he's also uh on Tuesdays with Neo Donna Hughes day they call it which is really cool I like that um but he said what indicates that promises are to be fulfilled in this world Rather than promises that will be fulfilled in the world to come, and I think that's a reference to um, the what is it, Hebrews 11, the hall of faith? Because let's face it, a lot of our our uh, our, our father, our fathers of the faith, they never did get to enter into the fullness of that promise. So, yeah, um, so how would you answer that, Miko? And i no, I mean, I that's, that's
2: a that's a really great uh, question to throw out there. So, there are some promises like, okay, so let's look at the people that were mentioned in the Hall of Fame uh, of Faith. So, there were certain things in relation to what was going to be seen in the earth. So, this wasn't in the next world to come. Some things were prophetic for what will happen later, but a lot of the prophecies that were given to them was about Christ and the different things that will lead up to the kingdom and stuff like that. Of course, Christ didn't come to like 42 something generate 42 generations later. So they weren't going to be able to live to see those particular promises. But then you have promises where Abraham was promised to have a son that wasn't for the next life. That was for this life. So it's paying attention to when he's saying certain things are these prophetic things that involve like something for his plan for the God's overall plan for his kingdom. A lot of those things do tend to be further out. You may live to see it. You may not live to see it. But ultimately, his plan is going to be fulfilled, but it's going to happen throughout time and generations. But when we have promises like this that are very specific to the individual believer, I don't need to be delivered in the next world. There's not going to be a Satan. There's not going to be no demons. There's not going to be no witches. There's not going to be no warlocks or wizards or people coming against me. So this, we can clearly see, Is for now, because there's not going to be any afflictions in the next world. There's not going to be any tribulations, persecutions, and afflictions. So I think that's a really great question. It's starting to pay attention to what is this promise pointing to? Who is it talking about? And is it individual for those who are righteous and are saints? Is he talking to that? Is it for future plans for the ultimate purpose of God's kingdom, of what's going to eventually unfold and be rolled out? Um, So that will start to help in distinguishing, is this for now or is this for later? So
0: I I actually, uh, yeah, I would tend to agree with that because I know in my own personal life, the promises he has spoken to me personally, a lot of them I'm seeing the fruit fruit develop right now. I mean, podcasting was one of them. I would have never (laughs) just, that wasn't on my radar, but I knew he had showed me some things. And then I just stepped in obedience and said, okay, I guess you're telling me to do these things. I'll do them, you know. And so I think yes. obedience plays a, a huge part in some of the promises that he's given us individually. Yeah. Um, but there are corporate promises, and there are obviously promises that yeah. um, it, uh, involve the whole kingdom, his kingdom, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Definitely. I would. I, that's what I've seen <clears> manifest <throat> in my own life. Um, the 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 larger, like the like. I know there's like corporate. When I say corporate, I mean like in the body of Christ. Like in my own immediate um circle of ministry friends or churches that i've been to or attended or whatever he had given me words for those specific churches also and i say i've seen them come to pass in many mm-hmm. occasions some of them i haven't seen come to pass yet but i know they're for this lifetime because i'm included in them and he's showing me how i'm gonna be part you know interconnected i guess would be the word I, um and i don't know i, I hope i didn't misunderstand bill's question but i think that's i I think that's what he was saying i don't know (laughs) but it did remind me of hebrews 11 because everybody i've heard that a lot of times like well how do you know how do you know which promise isn't going to come to pass or which one isn't and and another thing though miko and maybe we should touch on it right now is when when god does promise us something like in my case there's there is a certain promise i'm waiting on right now I know he has shown it to me over and over again. It's been confirmed in prophetic word after prophetic word, and it hasn't manifested yet. But I just prayed the other night, and I actually I've been praying a lot about this specific thing. And I said, Lord, you need to tell me, is it me that's blocking it? Is it the enemy that's blocking it? Or are you chasing me? Because whatever it is, I need to know just so I can focus and be obedient to whatever it is. And he showed me it's me. And now, because it's me, I could delay the promise forever and I never see the fruit of it yeah. if I don't get out of the way. So I have to learn to get out of the way sometimes too, yeah. to be obedient, because yeah. getting out of the way is an obedience thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's It sounds yeah. weird, like not to do anything, but that is doing something, getting out of his way and letting yeah. him manifest what he told you he was going to do. So I don't know, yeah. just another.
2: Because a number, not, not every single promise, but if you really start to collect promises and look at them. A lot of them um, is an if-then situation. If you do this, then this will happen and it's guaranteed. But if you don't do it, then this is not going to happen. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So there are different kinds of promises. There are promises, definitely when it comes to his kingdom, you could have 50 billion people decide not to agree and do what God says. He's going to find somebody to do it and it's eventually going to come to pass. So no matter whether you get with the program or not, that's a non-negotiable. It's going to happen. So, but then there are promises where like Gino said, it's it's contingent. It's an if then. If you do this, this will happen. But if you don't, then it's, it'll never manifest. Like with Abraham, yeah, he promised him he would have a son, but if he never had sex with Sarah, do you think he would have had a son? So it, it involved him doing some things to make sure that that promise actually came to pass. So no, really good discussion on that
0: sorry everybody i i don't know there is a glitch on foxhole well, this has happened multiple times during multiple shows if i click on someone's name on the chat the whole thing goes wonky so i apologize when it does that but i there's nothing i can do about it i i need to uh dm matt and see what's going on with that i don't know if it's just me or if it's everybody else is having that problem but did did you guys see that when it happened like did it block out the whole screen or anything or oh i saw it, it. okay <laughs> sorry i saw that. it
1: i saw you doing stuff
0: i promise i'm not doing it on purpose okay all right sorry this guy too
1: many buttons and he causes
0: trouble yeah (laughs) oh now miko froze up that's not me i promise
2: okay miko's yeah
0: you're yeah you're good you're good yeah okay
2: So this one I really, really love, and I especially with, regarding my situation, um, the Lord gave me this specifically, and I have been really meditating on this one. So in the New King James, we'll say there, go to Isaiah 41, and I'm going to read verses 10 through 13. Isaiah 41, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 13 in the New King James Version. So starting at verse 10, God reveals here, fear not. So first thing we need to do, if fear is coming, and fear is a spirit. So if fear is coming, you automatically know that spirit is right next to you, trying to get you to operate in fear. So you need to start binding and rebuking as soon as you perceive present in your life. So fear not, he says, for I am with you. He's like, I'm God almighty. I made everything. I'm with you. Chill out. Calm down. Be relaxed. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. A lot of people are wondering, is God going to help me? Is he going to come through? He says, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now check this portion out. He says, behold, all those who were incest, meaning they were like, extremely inflamed with anger, enraged against you. He says, Behold, all those who were incest or enraged against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. Now, that's bad. When the Lord said, Oh, trust me, they're coming against you, they're going to be as nothing. He says, They shall be as nothing. And those who strive or those who fight with you shall perish you shall seek them and not find them those who contended who fought with you those who war against you shall be as nothing as a non existent thing for I the Lord your God will hold your right hand saying to you fear not I will help you God gave me this specifically because there are some specific words in here that point to specifically what's going on. When all of this first popped down, that woman got in my face and said, you just started a war. Well, my God said, I win wars. He said, those who war against you shall be as nothing. They come against me and do something. The Lord like go back to Isaiah 41 and read verses 10 through 13. I need you to meditate on that. They're going to be as a non-existent thing. Oh, they're fighting against you. They strive against you. They shall perish. He likes Tremiko. one day you're going to look up and you're going to be looking for them. You're not going to be able to find them. Why? Because I'm going to take care of this situation, but you got to do things my way. He said, those who are enraged against you because you got the audacity to operate on your own property and take it back from them when they tried to steal it from you, they're going to be ashamed and they're going to be disgraced. So I meditate on this all the time. And it's not for me to go out and shame them and disgrace them and get my gun and kill them. Like you are gonna be non-existent. No, 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 no. The Lord has his way of how he's going to do things. But my job as the student is to listen. Okay, what do you want me to do next? Like he specifically told me different times. Okay, go to the police station, do this. Lord, they are working against me. They're not gonna listen. Go Tremiko to the police station and I want you to do this. And then I would go and he worked it out, put somebody there that was going to help me. Okay, this time I want you to go, I want you to take pictures and I want you to send it to this place and do this. Okay, now I want you to go make copies, get all the paperwork together. I know it's going to take a lot of time, but I need you to do it. Be patient, gather all the paperwork, gather all the videos, gather all this. Now I want you to send it here. And Every step of the way, as I'm fasting, as I'm praying, as I'm meditating, he's telling me what to do. And as I do it, it all eventually starts to manifest in this earth ramp and work, but it takes time. But in the meantime, when there's a big time stretch and it looks like my enemy is winning, my enemy is mocking me. My enemy is laughing at me. Those are the times I got to go to these promises and start meditating. Okay. He said, fear not. I'm not even about to fear. He said, don't even be dismayed. Okay. Yeah. They doing stuff. They all gathered up at my front house, on the sidewalk, plotting against me. And I know that's what they doing, but I'm not going to be dismayed. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to hold my right hand. He's going to make sure that it's all taken care of. This is literally what I have been doing. if you want to know how you win, how you think, how you change your thought? This is literally what I have been doing for the past two years and not every other day is every day. That's right. I got my mind on this. So, well, let
0: me pull Miko, let me just say this. You said a dirty word amongst Christians. You said work. <laughs> that four letter <laughs> W word. I
2: know right.
0: <laughs> Most people think they just declare something and then it's all set. You don't know, you walk that's in that lie. authority. No, nope. It's it's that's a, a that's a blatant lie that does not that is not biblical. That has never worked, never will work because it's not God's way. He exactly. requires obedience not sacrifice yep. he requires obedience yep. and when we walk in the either the words he's spoken to you through his written word or the, you know the logos word or the rhema word or whatever and you test mm-hmm. that you make sure that's from him and you're because yep. it, it's not going to contradict the bible right you will walk in victory at some point but it's going to require labor yep. and there Maybe the reason is. that is is because you're being taught something in the trials there's yeah. always a there's always a lesson to learn. We never arrive, you know. If you think you if you thought you've arrived, you've you've uh, misled yourself.
2: Exactly. So
0: you you need to We pursue him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and walk in his statutes and his ways, and victory does come. But yeah, that's in his timing. We can't yeah. force it. I'm telling you, the thing I'm going through right now. I I'm telling you right now, I cannot. I have begged him, at times, sometimes to please, Lord, get me out of this situation or whatever. And it's just he—he recently showed me. He says, "You know, you got to change your mindset. That's work. Just like Miko said. How many? How often do you do it, Miko? Every other day? Every three days?
2: Every day. (laughs) Every Every
0: single day. And it's hard. (laughs) It's really hard
2: sometimes. It is. It is. But here's the thing, me, my desire to be an overcomer and not, because there's a lot at stake here. My property is at stake. My reputation is at stake because I'm, 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 I'm throwing God's name out there. Uh, everything that I have is my finances, all of that's at stake. It is just like, no, I I'm not coming out the loser at the end of this, and especially when I got documentation that this is my property and you trying to steal my property from me. Absolutely not. So whatever I need to do, however long I need to do, because remember I said war is about attrition. The enemy wants to try to wear you down so that you will quit. And that's where God talks about in Galatians. Do not be weary in well-doing. Don't be weary in doing what's right according to my work. Keep doing it and you should reap if you don't quit, if you don't faint. So I already know going into this, this is stuff we got to know. Like we can't be ignorant of this stuff. Okay. So I can't faint. I got to keep doing what's right. I don't care how long this takes my mindset. And that's the enemy. And I remember my friend testified that there was a demonic force inside of his wife and they had been, and the, 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 the demon was inside of her. So he could hear all of their conversations, knew whatever was going on. And eventually this demon spoke up and said, I'm going to win because I'm going to outlast both of you. Because he saw that they were starting to become divided, that they were starting to become weak, that their family members were saying all kinds of things. Although they're all followers of Christ, they were just saying things that were not in agreement with God's word. And so he knew there was a lot of frustration, a lot of confusion. He knew that they were tired. And he said, I'm going to outlast all of you. And that's what the enemy says against all of us. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to outlast you. You're going to lose. You're not going to overcome. You're not going to be victorious. Even though God already purchased victory for you, you'll never see it because I'm going to outlast you. And your, mind has, your mindset has to be, you will never outlast me. I don't care if this takes five years. I don't care if this takes 20 years. You're going to be getting it all 20 years. You're going to be getting the business from me and then your kingdom is going to get wrecked all the time. And here's the thing. I'm constantly out here witnessing to people, making sure people are water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. People are being filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. People are coming to repentance. People are being healed. People are having demons cast out. People are learning the word of God and not being ignorant of Satan and his devices anymore. You know what I am right now? A threat. And you know why I'm being attacked so hard? Because they're trying to take me out. And God said to me the other day, because it's all about perspective, and sometimes you do want to get in these woes like, why me? Woe me? And God said, you looking at this wrong, child. The reason why you've been in a two-year battle and why the enemy is coming so hard after you is because you a threat. And the only reason you a threat is because you were my name, you got my power, and you walking in my word. And you are bringing many souls to the Lord. You think they're happy about that? So change your perspective and and be honored by the fact that they want to spend so much time on you and focus so much of their time, attention, and resources on you to try to take you out. And at the same time, you got to be as confident and bold to know we can war as long as this war has to happen. I will come out on top because my father is with me. I will not fear. I will not be dismayed. He will help me. Those that come against me will be disgraced. They will be ashamed. They will be as a non-existent thing. I, wrote it. I rotate that around in my mind all the time. I'm righteous. When I cry out, he hears me. He's going to deliver me out of every trouble. He's going to deliver me out of every affliction. Why, why would I be depressed? Why would I be scared that this is not going to work out for me? Why would I be anxious? Why? I'm living my life. I'm still witnessing to people. I'm still taking time to have fun. It's summertime. I'm still spending money to fix my backyard up. I don't care if I got to pay for two surveys. I don't care if I got to pay for the lawyer. You're not about to break my lifestyle. I'm not missing one step. And that's the mindset we got to have. But many people don't. And that's how many people are being defeated. So let me pause before we look at another scripture. Any thoughts, questions, or comments?
0: Matt, anything?
2: And that's cool that Uh, I just want to give a break. I
0: I think, no, Miko, I think well said, obviously. Um, Uh, and I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think you can just go ahead and keep going here.
2: So let's go to, we're going to stay in new King James version. Um, and just interrupt me if there's something, I'll just keep going through the scriptures. So we're going to look at Psalm 37 and I'm going to read verses three through 11. Because there's a lot here we need to like really unpack. So Psalm 37 verses 3 through 11 and the New King James Version. And again, I am giving all of you the scriptures that I have been using for the past two years to get my mind right and and to win this war. So God reveals here in Psalm 37 starting at verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Okay, so that's what righteous people do. We do good. We can't stop doing good because the enemy coming against us, using people, because remember, our war is not with flesh and blood. Our war is spiritual. It's not carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's the principalities. It's the powers. It's the rulers of darkness, the wickedness and high places. It's the demons that are the foot soldiers they are sending against us. Yes, they're using people to come against you, but it's really not the person. It's the demonic power behind the person. So continue to do good. Dwell in the lamb and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. My desire is to win this lawsuit and for every claim she has against me to not even be addressed for her to not win, for her to lose everything. He said, okay, that's the desire you have. Tremeko, delight yourself in me. I'm gonna give you the desire of your heart. So let's pick on up with verse five. God goes on to say in verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Okay, I got to commit my way. You said do what? You said shut my mouth. You said go back in the house. That's what I commit my way to, the, whatever he said, that's what I'm gonna do. So commit your way to the Lord. Here we go. That, that Here's another nasty word, trust. Trust also oh. in him. Because a lot of people not trusting him. None of this is gonna work for you if you don't trust him. I'm gonna be 5,000% upfront. So he says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Why would I fear? Why would I be in dread? Why would I be dismayed when he promises he gonna bring it to pass? I'm gonna be dismayed if I don't trust him. I'm gonna be in fear if I really don't trust that he gonna do it for me, but he can do it for Jane over there. We gotta get this right with us. So trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. And your justice as the noonday. I got to just keep walking in my righteousness. Even though they're coming against me, he going to bring it forth as a light and he's going to bring forth my justice as the noonday. Everybody going to see when I get vindicated. Verse seven says, rest in the Lord. Here we go. I can't rest in him if I don't trust that he going to do what he said. If I got to be like, Lord, I know you said X, Y, Z, but I got a backup plan and I'm about to do that because your plan don't seem aggressive enough. I'm about to get aggressive. So- I need to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him not to do things my way. Do not fret, meaning don't worry because of him who prospers in his way. It's going to look like your enemies are prospering for a while. But he says, don't worry about that. Don't don't fret over that. He says, um, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Verse eight. This is really important, y'all. He says, Cease from anger and forsake or abandon wrath. Do not fret. Do not worry. Why? It only causes harm. I can't tell you how many people have been provoked by the enemy, have been mocked by the enemy, have been, have all these attacks come at them. And you know what happens when you start to get into fear? You start to get angry. You start to like oh my god i how dare they you start to get into this wrath and guess what happens when you get into anger and wrath you no longer have self control which means you about to do some stuff that's going to be very damaging that's going to be very harmful to not only yourself but maybe to other people and now god can't help you now god can't back you cuz you just stepped outside of righteousness into sin so he says going back to verse 8 cease from anger forsake wrath do not fret it only causes harm verse 9 says for evildoers they shall be cut off don't worry about it but those who wait on the lord they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more your victory not gonna come overnight indeed You will look carefully, this is what we just read in the last passages, indeed you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. This is another scripture that I have been meditating in and when they do stuff, I'm not gonna lie, it's not a sin to be angry, it's a sin to stay in that anger and start to move over and to do stuff that causes you to sin. That's why you can't go to bed angry. Because if you go to bed angry, them demons gonna get in there and be like, you should do this, you should do this, and you should say this, you should smack them upside the head, you should XYZ. And it's just like, nope, not gonna, I'm not gonna allow myself to stay in a place of anger. I know what you're doing to me is wrong. I know what you're doing. You know, you see yourself as superior to me. You think I shouldn't have anything that I'm not worth having. I'm not even about to get over into anger. You know why? God made me. He made me great. He made everybody in different shapes, sizes, and colors. He loved all of us. Nobody is better than the other. So I'm not even about to let the racist mindsets get in my head and start to play with me. Not gonna happen. The enemy tried to put fear in. Well, you know, everybody getting shot up that look like you. So you better keep it calm. No, 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 no. I don't know that they worship Jesus Christ and serve him like I'm serving him. And when we start to look at their lifestyle, they weren't. So the Lord, he tells me all the time, don't compare yourself to them because they didn't know me, you know me, and I'm not going to let that happen to you. So there's a lot mentally feats that the enemy has tried to put in my head that I've had to overcome and go to these scriptures and be like, no, 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 because I'm righteous. You're not getting me out of righteousness and I'm not going to operate in anger because if I operate in anger, I'm going to cause harm to myself and God's not going to be able to help me. So I want you to see in here, he says many times, we got to trust him. We got to commit our way to him. And when we trust him, we got to rest and know that he's going to do his part if we do our part and trust him and commit our way to him. So let's go to another scripture. Because all these scriptures, I'm telling you, power pack of God promising what he will do for you in times of trouble. We're going to stay in the New King James Version. I love this one too. We're going to go to Psalm 145, and we're going to look at verses 18 through 20. So, Psalm 145, and we're going to look at verses 18 through 20 in the New King James. And God says here and reveals here, the psalmist reveals about the Lord. He says, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Let me pause and break this down before we even get to the next two verses. So there's a lot of people that call on God, but they don't call upon him in truth. Truth is the word of God. When I call upon him, I got to call upon him in agreement with what his word says. And what his word reveals, I can't be in wrong and sin and calling on the Lord. And a lot of people think just because I call on him, he, he there for me. He got me and he like, no, no, sir. No, ma'am. Read my scripture. He said, I'm near to all those who call on me in truth. So you, if you are not in truth and you are calling upon me, it matters not. My next door neighbors can claim to know God and they can try to call upon him, but he not near to them. Because they don't worship him like they should. They don't serve him like they should. They are not living in the truth of God's word. Because anytime you try to steal from your neighbor, there's literally a scripture that says if you move, if you move your neighbor's property mark, their property line, you are cursed. So all I gotta do is just sit back and watch the curse. And they trust me, it's been rolling in. The curses have been rolling in. So they move in neighbors' landmarks, trying to move the property line, cursed. You're not doing God's will. You operate in spite and revenge, curse. You're not operating according to God's word. You're saying all kinds of lies when you operate in court, which is perjury and you don't care. The Lord ain't with you. So even if you do call upon him, you're not in truth and he's not going to help you. That's why God tells me, Tremiko, you got to stay in truth. Because if you start to get out into wrong and call on me and you wrong and they are wrong and they call on me, Guess what? I'm not listening to none of y'all. I'm not near to none of y'all. And that's why it behooves us. It benefits us to stay on the side of right, to stay in God's word. I don't care how far the enemy try to break you, bend you, move you. You got to be like Paul and say, I am immovable. You're not going to move me outside the word of God. So let's go back to the scripture And we'll pick up at verse 19. So he says in 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. 19 says, I love this. I have this highlighted. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Well, who are the ones that fear God? The ones that respect him by living according to his word. Let's go to verse 20. 20 says, The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. That's comforting to me because I know I love God and I know I fear God because I operate in his word. He says the people that he know who love him are those that keep his commandments are those that keep his word. John said, this is to love God, to keep his word, to obey his commandments. So that's what I have. That's my part. That's what I have to do. I have to say right with God, even in the persecution, the affliction, the tribulation, the storm. Because if I get out of right, God not gonna hear me. He's not gonna fulfill my desires. He's not going to preserve me. I'm gonna get destroyed just like the wicked. So these promises need to be extremely comforting to us when we are experiencing times of trouble But we also have to see our part in these scriptures. And I got more coming. Um, And you let me know when the time to cut off, um, because we'll cut off then. But I really want to make sure people are encouraged because God really wants you to be encouraged. He really wants you to know how much he's for you, how much he loves you when you're in his word. You can't be off doing wrong and God be right there with you and for you. He like, no, 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 no. That's not that's not how this works. So we have a part to play in this. And as long as we're keeping our part in these scriptures, you can be comforted to know in times of trouble, you coming out on top. So let me see if there's anything before I keep going.
0: Uh, amen to all of that.
2: Okay.
0: You know, um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, same, it's awesome. Same. Isn't it awesome? Like leaning on God's promises, knowing that He he's not a man that he should lie. And I know there's, um, a lot of my favorite teachers would you know they said well there's no verses in the bible you know and and you can't just like pick and choose what verses you you want to use as promises and things like that that would be the um you know the opposing argument on some of the stuff but i got to say if he's speaking to his people isaiah was speaking to the jews that's we're grafted in we're we're part of the family if you're a believer in christ you've been grafted in so the promises apply to us as a family Yep. Uh, and as his children and so I you know and I, there are some promises that are very direct and to a certain person I get that in the in biblical standard but you know in these cases these are things you can hold on to you can trust them because God doesn't lie he's not a man that he should lie and you can hold on to him I know in my personal life and Matt can attest to this too and Miko can attest to this and I'm sure a lot of people watching this can attest to it there are promises that you've hold on, held on to and it came to pass because you were obedient and because you were uh, you you resisted the temptations that the devil was throwing your way trying to get you off off the path. So right. I think when we when we pursue him with our whole heart that's that's the key to this too that contrite heart. If you're following him with that that pure heart, it's unadulterated. it's about loving him and, and prospering the kingdom first and it's it's not this selfish thing. Right. We all would like nice things in our life, of course we would, and God wants to give us nice things. He's not against mm-hmm. having nice things, you know. Yep. You know, now word of faith. I mean, they take it to another level. You know, like <laughs> name it and claim it, uh, grab it and what is it? Uh, grab it and blab it, or you no, know, blab it and grab it, um, spit it and get it. I mean, you can, there's a million of them, but <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> You know, I used to be part of that. I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, I used to chase after that stuff. But it was, it was, that was from a selfish point of view. It wasn't from a kingdom perspective. (laughs) And that's what Miko's telling us here. Like Miko, I know Miko. Miko is like God-centered. That is her life. Like it is God first and everything second. Everything else second. So, and Matt's the same way. I mean, everybody, we, we hang out in our, you know, Pastor AC, everybody. That's, it's always about God and what does he want me to do for the kingdom? And he's yep. going to bless us in that. He will. He's yep. definitely going to bless us. So yep. as long as that that heart's contrite, I mean, that's I think that's kind of a key here, understanding that that has to be right.
2: Yeah. Because if absolutely. that's
0: not right, everything else just kind of falls by the wayside.
2: Exactly. Okay. So let's stay in Isaiah. Um, this time we're going to go to the NLT. I think that's New Living Translation, NLT. And we're going to go to Isaiah 43 and look at verses 1 through 3. So Isaiah.
0: Uh, new Living, you said?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, okay. and LT is the abbreviation New Living Translation. Got it. it.
0: And that was, sorry. Well,
2: I, no, you're uh, good. good. Isaiah look, that, 43. I, it
0: just, OK. Sorry. It, it keeps, I don't know, I keep hitting the wrong button, so it changes on me, and I got to go through the whole list again here. Oh, Come on, it's, now it's not clicking. There it goes. Okay. And I'm just, Isaiah. I'm just double checking to make sure it's in it. Okay. And you that know, was
2: 43. Yeah, yeah. 43 verses okay. one through three. And okay. And it's living. there we go. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. So in Isaiah 43 verses one through three, we, we learn here. Um, and I just want you to focus on really, we're going to focus on verse two, um, and three. Um, but it says here, but now, Oh, Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you? Oh, Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And this is where I really want to take a look at verse two. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So let me actually just go back to verse two real quick and just kind of start pulling some stuff out. So in verse two, he says, when you go through deep waters, if you know anything about deep waters, it's kind of uneasy to walk through because it's like oh this is getting kind of dicey deep waters is maybe up to your waist could be up to your neck what i want you to see is god said he never promised you wasn't gonna go through anything you're gonna go through meaning you're gonna come out on the other side but you are going to be in some storms you are going to be in some messes that you didn't create because the enemy is going to bring it your way he tells one us one more when you thing
0: Oh yeah. Sorry, Miko to interrupt, but one more thing about deep waters, it's resistant. It builds good. resistance walking against it. So that's
2: good. Yeah. that is really good. And so as you're walking through, you're right. It's building that that resistance is there, right? So it's not, it's not easy. It's is what I want to really point out. And that you are you are going to be in some situations that could be scary. But God, at the same time, tells us not to fear. And that's what I want you to see. It's kind of like an oxymoron or it's just like, this is like the opposite of my reality. I'm facing something extremely scary and you're telling me not to fear. Well, that's because God, like, I know who I am, little girl, little boy and you need not to fear so yeah you in the deep water you're not gonna drown and he literally says when you go through rivers of difficulty i love that rivers of difficulty as a christian you gonna go through some difficult stuff but guess what god said you're not gonna drown that's not gonna kill you you need to get back up stop trying to be depressed stop trying to find that rope to hang yourself stop trying to find those pills to take so you can just you know kill yourself and and go to the next world because the next world is going to be hell if you commit suicide. You can't escape this is what he's trying to tell you. You got to go through it and you can get through it with God. And then he says when you walk through the fire of oppression, we know fire that's not comfortable that's hurt. Fire is like ouch, 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 ouch. This is uncomfortable. This is inconvenient for me. Oppression That is inconvenient. It hurts. So when you walk through the fire of oppression, he says you will not be burned. Yes, you're gonna be in fire, but it's not gonna consume you up where you're gonna be dead. He says the flames won't consume you. So we got to set realistic expectations. We are gonna, you know, real,
0: real quick. Bill brought up a good point. Bill, Bill brought up a good point. He says they went in. The people that Isaiah was speaking to went into captivity. And I think that's a great point. Like that's exactly yes. what we're saying. Like when you're yep. you're going to go through it. <laughs> you're going to be in the fire. <laughs> yeah. And you have to yeah. stand against what the enemy is throwing against you even if you're in captivity.
2: Exactly. Um,
0: and that's I think that's a great point. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Sorry.
0: I thought that was a No, good no.
2: It's all good. I love the the participation here. So I mean, we can see just a wealth of what is going on. Even like you said, with the Israelites, they went into, and that's a word too. They went into captivity because they was in sin. So they had to go through the, but he's like, even if you messed up and you decide to repent and get right, I'm I'm going to get you out of this. I'm going to bring you out of this. Fear not. So the promises of God are just, I find them to be awesome. Let's look at another one because he recently showed me this. And I was just like, yo, this is good. Go to, and we're going to look at this in the easy to read version. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 14 and look at verse 19. So Proverbs 14 and verse 19 in the easy to read version. And Gino, even with those scriptures, I'm not sure if you're aware, in the um, search box, if you just type the scripture in, It'll just come up too. So that's another way to pull them the, up too.
0: The only problem is I'm a terrible typer. It takes me longer. Oh, gotcha.
2: All right. Do you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Okay. Um, so in Proverbs 14 and 19, in the easy to read, God reveals here, good people will defeat those who are evil. And when he's talking about good people, he's talking about the righteous people, the saints, because we are to do good and live good according to the word of God. So good people will defeat those who are evil and the wicked will be forced. I love this. Will be forced to show respect to those who live right. And I have experiences already in my life, but this is a promise. He's, he's like, you're not gonna be defeated if you're righteous. Evil people, and it does, y'all. It looks like they're getting over on you. I have to admit, there are times and seasons in our life Well, you looking at God like, um, I'm feeling like a loser. They're looking like they're winning. What the heck is going on? And he like, the story hasn't ended yet. Just keep going through that river of difficulty. Just keep walking through that fire. It's not going to consume you and burn you up, but you're going to have to walk through it. So it looks like you're going to get burned up in the fire, but you're not. It looks like you're getting ready to drown in that river of difficulty, but you're not. Again, this is why God tells us, do not walk by sight. Walk by faith. Walk by his word. Because if I look at what's going on, it has looked like several times that my neighbor and her evil family had the upper hand on me. And then the Lord would give me something and they'll get an uppercut from me, come up with a jab from the bottom. And they're like, whoa. (laughs) Where'd that come from? (laughs) I said, where'd that come from, right? So you got to know, God's people are not going to be defeated. Wicked people are going to be forced to show you some respect. Now, if you come out the Lord and put your Holy Ghost on the shelf and start cussing people out, start like punching people in the face, you're not going to get respect. Because now they're going to say, I told you they they weren't a real Christian. I told you that they weren't living right. I knew I could push a certain button and get them to come out of all that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, you got to be so into Jesus that I don't care how many buttons they push. They just get more Jesus on them. <laughs> and so the more we get squeezed, the more the enemy needs to be afraid. He going to get Jesus juice poured on him and he going to stop squeezing Yeah. And, and come back at a different season. So hopefully that's encouraging. That's so,
0: encouraging. Um, you know, Miko, I've said it many times, like, you know, a lot of people put on the uh, Jesus fish on their car or a bumper sticker, you know, Okay, that's fine. I, I'm all for it, but you better be extra, extra careful, oh, and you yes. better be prayed up <laughs> that you don't, because all you're gonna do is become a hypocrite, and they're gonna be like, "Yep, just like the rest of them." That's the way they look at us. So you have to be yeah. extremely careful if you're gonna advertise your faith. Oh um, yes, yeah. So you do have to be prayed up. I mean, that's the you know that's the spiritual battle we're in. That you better be ready to go to war every day and have that suit of armor on. You know, Ephesians six talks about so. But if you're not man if you're not ready and you're having a bad day and you know a couple things have gone wrong and you're on edge and all of a sudden that guy cuts you off you know like the old nature can creep up real quick (laughs) (laughs) speaking from experience yes (laughs) adam hugapug brought up a good point too he said ever (laughs) notice that uh where yeah ever notice how many promises start with an if that little word. If,
2: if, I just if, said that earlier. Yes, thank you, you for pointing that if, out. If exactly. if and
0: nuts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. I heard that saying <laughs> a long time ago. Like that. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Sorry. That is
0: hilarious. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So a lot of promises are contingent. It's an if then situation. If you do your part, I'll do my part. Because I've already done it. Actually, I just need you to do your part so we can all work together. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Was it Adam? Thank Adam's you for pointing say, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. We've been, I've been doing a study in Ecclesiastes with a, uh, with a men's study that I've been doing. And it, you know, that's, it's basically Solomon expressing his wisdom. He's talking about how like all these things I procured in life and I had all these wonderful things and all of them were meaningless. None of them meant anything, but I thought it was really interesting. and Like I was reading it to my wife and she's like, I don't understand what the point of all of this is. I'm like well he's he's laying it out that when we pursue things in this life um that are aside from God or before God then it's it's meaningless. He 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 likes it to a chasing of the wind. In in Ecclesiastes 8 in verse 11 um it reads that when evil people are not punished right away it makes others want to do yes. evil. Yes um and then it goes farther to say uh though a sinner might do a hundred evil things and might live a long time i know it will be better to be those who honor god i also know it will go well for evil people because they do not honor god like a shadow they will not last something that's something to be said right there i read that and i was like man like a shadow a shadow only uh, only lasts while the lighting is right Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's so temporal, like a shadow is only there while the lighting is right. And if you, if you, if you look at your situations, I mean, it kind of ties into everything we've been discussing tonight. If you look into your situations as temporal, as there is going to be an end of this, no matter how long it takes, if you keep that in the forefront of your mind, like I'll come out on the other side of this, you know, because I know that I've been in plenty of situations in my life where it just seemed like it would never end. It just seems like I'm never going to be out of this. And then all of a sudden, I fast forward in it. maybe it's been five years, maybe it's been two years. And then I look back like, man, I remember when I felt like I was never going to get out of that. Yep. And then somehow, some way God swooped in, he changed it all. And now I'm in a completely different place, maybe even different geography at this point. Yeah. And it happened way faster than I thought it would. But, you know, it's just when you're in the middle of it, you know, there's so much that happens in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean I could literally You're give right. an entire message about the middle of things. Yeah. You know, where did they hang Jesus? They put him in the middle. You know, it's like so many things, and honestly, nothing stronger, nothing greater, no no more, no more sacrifice or influence has ever existed than when Jesus sacrificed himself. And where was he? He was in the middle of two sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in the middle. Yeah. And it's like, oh man. It's just, it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough. You know, we all have these different situations, you know, I'm going through a situation right now with my oldest daughter where she's kind of, she's that prodigal in, in, you know, in my life, I'm experiencing the prodigal and I have to find myself in a place where I just have to be available. I have to really sit in that ministry of presence with her Yeah. because what I want to do is correct her. Yeah. I want to correct her. I want to, I want to grab her by the ear and drag her back. You know, I want to grab a Bible, like she peed on the carpet and rub her nose in it. Like you were raised in this. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, that's not going to do anything. I've already learned that lesson. And I'm I'm trying to guide my wife in that same way that here we are in the middle of it and how we, how we react in the middle of all of this, I think it's going to have a strong part of the outcome she's gonna see she's gonna see the grace of God and she's gonna see the presence of God in the way that we react even though she's disobedient even though she's acting in this rebellion mm-hmm. and man is it hard to do especially with your own child you know like it's just like it's one thing it's one thing to see someone lost in rebellion but when it's one of your children and you know that you've raised them with a better foundation like that yeah man it's just hard to take it you know it's hard to not take it personal yeah You know, it's hard not to start thinking about things. My wife goes into these places like, you know, all the things that I never wanted her to do now she's doing. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I need to go back. And she's repenting for everything before my daughter was even born. You know, and it's like, there's nothing wrong with repenting for these things, because throughout all phases of life, we've said things, we've even thought things, not realizing that they were word curses, not realizing that they you know, that they were hindrances to the mental, the mental capacity of people. But, you know, a lot of times our intentions were good. Right. You know, but it's just, it's one of those things, man, living in that middle of the middle ground of it all. You know, you're not at the beginning of the war. You're not at the end, but you're in the middle. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We stay our course. Don't drop your shield. Don't drop your sword. Don't cut and run. Stand your ground.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's all. I love what you said. It's very important because that middle is where we get a lot of goners. Uh, Because as I stated before, you got to go through, which means there's a middle if you're going through something because there's a beginning and an end, therefore there is a middle. Mm -hmm. And one thing I have really been determined in um, my present war that I have been in is to to improve my response time to God. Right. Because we have, we all been there where God says something and you're like, what? That don't make any sense. Or you start to question it. What? Let me reason on this. He's like, I just need you to act. And I need you to act right now. Let's increase the response time of your obedience. So I'm seeing where, okay, Tremiko, you need to improve in those areas. Also, there have been moments where, yeah, the fear came and I didn't shake it quite as fast as I should have shooken it. Okay. That's, that's not good. Let's increase your response time to binding and rebuke and fear and getting out of that. There have been some moments where I'm just like looking at the enemy. Like it talks about don't envy the enemy. It looks like they're prospering, but just wait. Sometimes we do get over and like, Lord, what are they doing? Lord, did you hear them lies they telling on me? Lord, Lord, why don't I see them being punished right now? And he's just like, I need you to get off of that right now. I need you to get your mind. So it's like, okay, I was messing up right there. Let me get back on track because I promise you, I've never been through any lawsuits before. This is the first lawsuit I have ever been in. Anything uh dealing with cops, I've never had to experience law enforcement before. And I promise you, in the beginning of this, I had lost my appetite. I couldn't even eat for a while. And the Lord quickly was like, little girl, you better get yourself together and you better get yourself together now. And that's when I was like, okay, what do I need to do? Because I know I'm spiraling out. Like, cause and that's the thing, the enemy will. Certain attacks, he like, okay, they used Gino used to me hitting him like that. Matt is used to me hitting him like that. We going to have to come a whole different way. We going to have to come left where they not even expecting it. And I'm telling you this situation, it came left. I was not expecting this. And, when, and, and, and and let's be honest. When something comes left, it does rattle you. It shakes you and you like, whoa, but you can't stay there. You got to quickly get back up and like, okay, I, I didn't see that coming what do we do, Laura? What do I got to do? How do I get back on track? Cause woo, that threw me for a loop right there. And so as we have these moments where, yeah, we get hit that curveball ball and we wasn't expecting it. And it kind of knocked us back a little bit. Let's improve the response time of acknowledging, okay, that threw me back. Let me get back on track. What do I need to do? Let me start doing it. And let me make sure my obedience is there as you start to give me the orders. Um, and that's what I'm seeing with myself, like where I need to improve. I can see areas that I'm doing well, but I'm also seeing areas. Mm, nope. You need to bring that up some more because ultimately there is something coming for all of us that these experiences are getting us sharp for. And what I want to do is pass every test. I want to sharpen my pencil be as, and be as sharp as possible. So when that next situation come around, Okay, I learned these five things through this war that I can add to what I had already knew. Okay, when something else come around, let me not forget any of these things so I can actively operate in this. And I'm sure in the next war, in the next battle, there's gonna be more things that I'm gonna learn. So it needs to be like a, it's kind of like matriculating through your education. You start kindergarten, you go first grade through sixth, Then you hit maybe junior high, depending on how your high school or your school work. Junior high, we had seven through nine. Then I moved and went to high school and was able to do 10 through 11. Some people do what? uh, One through six or seven, eight. Then you hit high school, nine through your uh, senior year. uh, What is it called? Twelfth grade. And then some people move on. They go to university. Some people move on. They go to grad school. Well, in each level. You learned something that you took to the next grade level. And then you moved to the next grade level and took something there. And you applied all of that. It's what helped you when you got to university. It's what helped you when you got to grade school. Everything you learned from kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade. So this is life for us spiritually. We need to be walking, learning, walking, learning. Okay, I got in that war. I got in that battle. Okay, I got bruised here. That ain't gonna that's not gonna happen again. Okay, my mind got shook here. That's not going to happen again. Okay, I fell into depression. Okay, I see where I went wrong. That's not going to happen again. And you take all of those experiences and make sure you're learning. Learn from those and then take all of that to your next challenge, to your next uh, battle that you're going to be in. Because as long as we live on earth, we are going to suffer persecution. And when you come out of one battle, there's going to be another. So if anybody ever had you sing a song, the struggle is over. They must are getting ready to die. Because your struggle is not going to be over until you go to be with Jesus Christ. I hate that song. And I hate that saying because it sets people up for failure. Your struggle is never going to be over. So hopefully this stuff has helped.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. That's so true. And this is the lie that we've been told as believers. Like, I don't know, you believe in Jesus Christ and then everything turns peachy cream, you know, like, oh, it's all wonderful. Everything's going to work out perfect for you. I remember when I first got saved, it was hell on earth. You there, Miko? Ah, her internet cut out. Anyway, M- Matt, I don't know about you, but when I got saved, it was like... It was... Uh, okay, she's back. Awesome. Your uh, internet cut out for about 30 seconds there. Okay. Uh, so I was saying when I got saved... Could you hear us when that happened? I can hear you. Oh, yep, okay, I can hear you. Yep. So, yeah, when I got saved, it was like hell on earth. Like, it was... I mean, one thing after another. And even my dad, who wasn't saved at that time, he said, what is going on in your life? Like, it was just crazy stuff. And I would, and I had been told, like, because I had been going to the wrong churches and watching and listening to the wrong programs and didn't know the Bible well enough, that things were supposed to be wonderful. Like, you're, you're just supposed to have the charmed life now that you become a Christian. So I was thinking, okay, I must be doing something wrong. Then when I start getting into the word, start understanding, you know, when she says tribulation, <laughs> you will suffer tribulation, and you know, and then you just read all the scriptures that go along. Then you read the Psalms and you see what David was dealing with, and you know, ups and downs and all that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. It's like this isn't going to be a cakewalk because you're now you've just awakened the demonic realm that hates you already, and now they <laughs> really hate you, <laughs> like they they want yeah. you dead yeah
1: i think one of our our fleshly habits is we we create preconceived notions you know before we actually know about a situation we we already cast a, a, a view of it you know we automatically assume that this is the way it's going to be you know and i've had i've had many of conversations especially with people out in the trade world and they're just like you know i i just don't i don't understand how You can still be so joyful in the midst of everything, you know, the building's falling down, everything's not working and you're walking around whistling and smiling. And it's like, because that's where I'm at in my life right now, but I haven't always been there, you know, and they, they, they think that, oh, well, he's just, uh, he's one of those, you know, God lovers. That's why, that's why he's like that. It's like, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's exactly why, you know, I mean, it's like people make preconceived notions. I've had conversations with people, especially now that, you know, being in ministry, that they thought that once they got married, everything was going to be wonderful. And it's like, well, man, were you wrong? I don't know what book you read that said that. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. Marriage is, marriage is, is, is wonderful. It can be, but it, there's also, there's also something to be said, you know? I mean, the truth of it is there's also something to be said when you're growing together and you're evolving as people and you're learning how to do that together. It's, it's tough. Yeah. You know, there's times that are going to be super easy and there's other times that are going to be tough. Like right now my wife and I are going through that challenge with my daughter and it's like something we never saw coming, but we got to we got to be together we got to be in one accord on it you know and that's been that's been hard because sometimes she wants to be the disciplinarian and sometimes I want to be the comforter you know and so it's just we all we all have these preconceived notions about things you know we we just think that well if i just do this then everything will be great if yeah. i just if i just say god i love you and accept jesus then my life's going to be perfect no actually you actually you actually just took yourself somewhere else because you're going to have to go through the swamps before you get to the, before you get to the pastures. <laughs> that's what's going to happen because you're going to have to go through your dirt. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to go to your dark places. You're going to have to kill some monsters. That's, what's going to have to happen. Yep. <laughs> you know, God will guide you there, but you're going to have to kill those demons. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to have to happen. And so it's, it's going to be tough, you know? And that's the thing. I have a lot of people that have known me, you know, like before when I was very much in the world and they're just like, I just don't understand. And it's like, because you haven't done what I've done right you haven't been willing to go to the places that I've gone you know you didn't you didn't sit in in counseling under bishops and pastors and Christian counselors and listen to all these things to try to open up all these locked doors that you that I created in my mind I had to I had to go through that and uh, you know now that I'm on the other side of it man I'm grateful for it and there's no turning back but there was times even I resisted change. Yeah, you know it's like it's amazing how something can be so painful, but it's so familiar. Yeah, (laughs) and you're just like, no, I can't leave that. I can't leave that. That's what I know. So yeah, I mean, I think I think this has been very beneficial. I mean, it's very it's very good. You know, it's it's presents it presents hope in a lot of different situations, and you know, you just got to stay the course. And I think we got enough insight with all these scriptures. I wrote them down. I think I got like twelve of them. And then I referenced another one. If you can't, if you didn't get something, <laughs> like, it kept reminding you. Sometimes the Bible will really, it'll, it'll take you back again. Like, hey, remember when I told you that? No? All right. Well, you'll find out in the next chapter that I already told you this.
0: Living and sharper than any two-edged sword. I want to read I'm one more scripture you. that I think ties this all together. This is from Paul's own lips. This is Second uh, Corinthians 11, 25, 24. Start there. five times the jews have given me their punishment of 39 lashes with a whip three different times i was beaten with rods one time i was almost killed with rocks three times i was in ships that were wrecked and one of those times i spent the night and the day in the sea In my constant traveling i have been in danger from rivers excuse me from thieves from my own people uh for my own people who are not the Jews I have been in danger in cities in places where no one lives and on the sea and I have been in danger from people who pretend to be believers but are not um I don't know can anybody say it even <laughs> I mean Paul <laughs> think about what Paul had to endure right. um I, I I don't know <sighs> yes that wasn't the version I wanted to read that was the easy version I wanted to read the um, English standard but you get the you get the point the point is Paul, who i mean you know some would argue was the greatest apostle of all um i mean he wrote 13 books in the new testament right he did he was obedient to uh to the very end and to his death and look what he had to suffer in the meantime yeah. so we're not just we're not just blessed because we're believers that's just yes we i shouldn't say that we are blessed of course we're yeah. blessed but we're not going to um, get every desire of our heart all the time because some of those desires will lead you astray God knows better than you do, but he does allow our free will to, uh, intercept some of his plans for our lives. Yep. And sometimes those plans are delayed. Sometimes they're delayed until, till the resurrection, depending on, you know, how stubborn you are and how prideful you are in your heart. So I think it's key to understand that even in the trials, we can stand because he's in us. And yep. he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And that's my comfort. I even told him, you know, wasn't it uh, Job that said, even though you slay me, right, I will still follow you. I will still worship you. I will still, you know, um, adhere to your promises. Like, that's what that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to endure. Um, we don't quit. We don't just throw in the towel and say, well, yeah, you know, it's gotten a little tough for me. I think I'll go try another religion. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I think I'll go try that New Age stuff and crystals, see how that works out for me. <laughs> it's like... No, no. We follow him until the very end and he will never leave us. Yeah, so Miko, you know. another, another great teaching. Thank you so much for joining us again for your fifth, the, the record breaking fifth time. Actually it wasn't record breaking because she already holds the record. So she's <laughs> upholding her record. Yeah. That's what she's doing. <laughs> no, we love having, having you on. I always look forward to it because, um, I know we're going to get into scripture. I know it's going to be lots of heavy hit in scripture. I love that. Um, hopefully I was able to keep up with you tonight better than I had. Oh, you did past. awesome. Yeah, okay. Okay, good. Give you a know hand, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you did good. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm such a slow typer. And like, I'm just like, I build houses. That's what I do. I fix things. That's easy for me. Like computer <laughs> stuff, not my thing. I've just had to really learn a lot over the last two years. So, um, like, anything that's just typing, that will take me forever. Like, you will be literally waiting going, oh, my gosh, what's he doing? (laughs) doing? (laughs) I have gotten better, though. I will say that. I'm better than I used to
2: You did good. You did good.
0: So, anyway, uh, any last words, Uh, Miko? Oh, actually, let's go over to your uh, website. Guys, check out the website. It is gatherinc.org. Lots of great resources there and yep. I, you can connect to your youtube page from here too can't you i remember uh you
2: can if you scroll all the way to the bottom there's the little icons all the way oh, right yeah, there yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. And yep. 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 yep and facebook yep
2: yep and facebook so
0: yep lots of good videos here um you know i i, I just want to say again miko thank you so much for what you're yeah. uh doing with with the friend of ours
2: um oh yeah that's going
0: to be life-changing for her i think and she's yes. she's an she's just a great person love her to death she's a- She's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to meet you, meet her in person, and uh, see her get some, delivered from a lot of the stuff she's had to endure her entire life. She's, I think she's thirty nine years old, so she's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's gonna help a lot. And I really appreciate yeah. that from the bottom of my heart for you doing that, because yeah. that's what that's what the church is about. It's we're supposed to be active, yeah. and that's that's just proof right there that you believe you. She doesn't just speak it, folks. She acts it out and she lives it out every single day. So. And Matt does too, and you know all the everybody we've ever had on this show and my other ones. These are people that I know live it out. They're not just talking the talk; they're they're walking it, and that's what's amazing. So, uh, oh, thank you, Disco Daphne. Uh, and by the way, Disco Daphne, thank you so much. I don't get to say this to her. She every time I make a post, she is the first one to red pill it and pass it along so I appreciate that I we (laughs) that helps a lot uh, especially here on the foxhole she said I'm proud of you you've come a long way since your first oh gosh that first one is so embarrassing and she was here I remember disco was here (laughs) it was so bad me and Robert laughed because I actually um disco Daphne will appreciate this recently I was like going through all my old shows like because I was trying to categorize them in my hard drive or whatever and look at him and it was so cringe like just watching someone like oh <laughs> i was ready to just delete them they were so embarrassing but you know what then i look back and i'm like wait a minute no no that that's god working on me improving me constantly working on to get better at at this and other things that he's got in my own personal life and that's at least i can look back at it and say okay well that was really bad but okay now it's okay i guess we <laughs> we're improving so i appreciate that uh, inside Gina, where is Miko planted? Home state Michigan, right here, right Michigan? in our home state. All three of us He's are right in, Michigan. in
1: Michigan. Mighty <laughs> the mighty mitten,
0: the mighty mitten, yeah, yeah. No, um, and it, yes, we are pray for us that the heat subsides a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so yeah, hot and today, pray so.
1: for me that my uh, that my neighbors don't decide to have an absolute war with fireworks again tonight. <laughs> Do you have a dog? no i just okay. don't have patience yeah because oh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes into the same situation where i was talking about before i don't like it when people are inconsiderate yeah now i mean keeping in mind that the fourth of july was yesterday but it was on a tuesday people people go right back to work there's people that are trying to sleep tonight it's wednesday and you're, you're out there shooting mortars off come on people you should have done it over the weekend yeah yeah we went to my brother in law's and we put on a fireworks show. I don't even know how much money. I mean he invested so much money because he lives on a lake and he wants to make make the best show on the lake. So me and him lit off fireworks for like an hour and twenty minutes and I'm talking about like huge mortars. Yeah. Thankfully, we came away with all the our digits and we heard <laughs> cheers from all the way around yeah. the lake. yeah, but you know we, <laughs> we did, did it on thing. Saturday. we did it on (laughs) saturday come on bro yeah don't be doing this my neighbor last night was lighting them off on the sidewalk and i walked out to my uh, yard this morning with firework debris all over my house all over my cars garbage all in in the grass and i'm just like oh lord give me the patience just give me the patience
0: (laughs) it's just one time a a year it's such a disaster the next day cleaning up oh my gosh it is it is all right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. Be have a blessed yes, yes. rest of your week. I will be back tonight. Or tonight, <laughs> not tonight. I promise. Tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday evening, 7 30 with Rescue the Fosters. We have a great guest all the way from Scotland tomorrow.
1: Scotland. Yeah, it's
0: going to be very cool. uh Jerry is his name. He is. This is interesting. Now, I don't believe Jerry is a Christian, as far as I can tell. I I don't know him personally. But I got to say, what he does, he works on, um, especially with the youth over there in Scotland, he has a class, I think he's in high school, a teacher or something. But he's also a, um, oh gosh, what do they call him? Oh, it's a three, CB something. Um, And what they do is they they reprogram the brain through your thought processes. And I I was laughing, like reading to his stuff, I'm like hmm renewing your mind daily <laughs> be transformed in your mind that's <laughs> like it was all biblical stuff now whether he knows that or not i have no idea but that's the therapy they are and it's totally biblical so i find oh, wow. it ironic but I'm, I'm i don't know if he's a christian or not or i guess i'll find out tomorrow but uh, that's 7 30 tomorrow sylvia and i will be hosting that and then the blender returns on sunday evening at 8 5 And uh, that'll be fun. I got to talk to Neo because I think Neo is going to be joining us maybe on Sunday. I don't... She doesn't know this yet, but she did say she wanted to. But I don't know if if she wants to come on Sunday because she usually works. But anyway, we'll get it all figured out. Thank you guys again. Love you all so much. Oop, let me uh, release the gold pills. Yep. By the way, thank you for the gold pills. Uh, I didn't get a chance to address that earlier. So let me get... Man, everything is glitching. I don't know. My phone glitches with with the Foxhole app and now on my computer, too. I'm not exactly sure why. Got to talk to Matt about that. Okay. Scratchin' has been released. Get yourself some gold pills. We love you. Have a great night. Miko, again, thank you so much. Matt, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody have a great night. God bless and take care. God bless,
1: everyone. You're still here?